Predacon stole the golden disc. Predacons, they planned a heist and stole the golden disc. Predacons stole the golden disc. They stole the golden disc, I mean, what else were they gonna do? War and Beast War and Beast Talk about things like Predacons who stole the golden disc War and Beast War and Beast How Tarasaur named their stolen ship and cryotech's not smart War and Beast War and Beast War and Beast Welcome to War and Beast, the podcast that says when all is said and done, we're going back to before the beginning. I'm Greg. I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. Was this episode made in some guy's basement? Maybe. Yeah, I was thinking that same kind of thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm Maybe Kendall. Some kind of, I'm like a high school media arts student. <laughs> I'm Casey. I didn't get an intro chance. <laughs> We've got a guest. We were going we to have you sneak in in the back end there, which is like... Sneak in and steal the, the basement show. door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yes, we've got Casey steal, with steal us. Steal the show like Megatron steals that golden disc. I know. Yeah. So, as people are probably scratching their heads wondering, well, how do we have any Beast Wars left to review? Aside from Beast Machines, of course. That's not uh, Beast Wars. Yeah. We uh, have, dis- well, we haven't discovered, the internet discovered uh, that there was a sort of a prequel. It was like a, f- well, I can't really get into it because then I'm stealing Kendall's Thunder or Jordan's Thunder from Fan Probably Rookie, Jordan's. IMDb. I don't imagine it's on IMDb. If it is, I would be amazed. But uh, we're reviewing a small sort of fan film that was published for a con uh, entitled Beast Wars Theft of the Golden Disc. Which, oh, it was a fan film. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a fan film per se. It was officially sanctioned yeah. by Hasbro. And okay. It uses yeah. Hasbro, uh, what's the word? It uses assets and shit from them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you also have official voice actors in it. but Yeah. Oh, uh, that's true. But it's um, it's not quite up to what the standard is that we're used to, but it still sort of delves a bit to prior to the series and the uh, early theft of the golden disc. So we'll be touching on that. It's it's. You might uh, remember that from the theme song. Yeah, um, the video itself isn't very long. It's only about twelve minutes. So we might have a shorter than normal episode, yeah, a five minute and a seven minute. Um, so we might actually have a shorter than normal episode for a change, which will be we kind also, of weird. We're also going to talk about our five favorite episodes, which probably take a little bit. Yes. Yeah, that's going to take like that's going to take like at least two extra hours. Oh god! <laughs> I'm saying, don't forget. Uh, for once, people can actually watch this legally. Yes, oh, that yeah. is true. I will make sure that I have a link for the uh, the video uh, for the episode as well. Surprised you guys didn't put it out with the questions post. It was also you could also watch the rest of the series legally just buy the DVDs. They're not that expensive. <laughs> well, people know that. Well, apparently, Casey didn't. I'm just saying. I, th- I think Casey meant like <laughs> legally for free. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Punk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so IMDb Humphrey Bogart had to supply his own wardrobe. This was common no. practice at Warner Brothers as a way for Excuse the studio me. to save money. Uh, much of the fi- of the movie is filmed over Humphrey Bogart's shoulder, so that the audience know what this can is. be on his point of view. Uh, John Huston had Mary Astor <laughs> run around the set several times before each of her scenes in order to give her a breathless, nervous appearance on screen. Kendall, yes, what are you doing? I'm reading the trivia from the Maltese Falcon. That's what we're that's what we're reviewing, right? What? No. Why the Maltese Falcon? Um, I'm gonna let uh, Jordan. Why don't you uh, read from the TF Wiki about Sorry. the Maltese Falcon, and then and that will explain. Uh, yeah, it's actually. <laughs> Under uh, real world references here, that the uh, script is heavily influenced by the Maltese Fa- Falcon. Oh Down God! Is this what you two were talking about yeah. before the episode? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. I was wondering what you two were alluding to. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, good. Good. Two Maltese Falcons uh, were used because Humphrey Bogart accidentally dropped the original during shooting. It is on display in the movie museum at Warner Brothers Studios. Its tail feathers are visibly dented from where Bogart dropped it. <laughs> I'm fuck, just Bogart? shaking my head right now. Fuck anyways, that. Look, anyways, I haven't seen the Maltese Falcon in a long time. I, I should have watched that instead of watched this. Anyways, the script was heavily influenced by the Maltese Falcon down to Cryotech yep. and Dirge's performances, which were patterned after Falcon actors Sidney Greenstreet and Peter Lore, respectively. I'm sorry, what? Yep. Their performances? These shitty CGI that like can barely move performances that don't, don't even talk? <laughs> also, sorry. both of them talk. Cryotech talks and Dirge talks. Do they? Do they? Okay. <laughs> to be fair, I do feel that at least the voice actor for Cryotech did, you know, did a good job. Yeah, it was a decent job by the voice actor who did Cryotech, I think. The voices are fine. The audio quality is bad, but maybe it's because it's have how it got recorded. Yeah. It um anyway, I'm I'm getting too much into what I would probably say at the end of the episode by saying okay. it, but yeah. Let's it, see what the yeah, trivia is. Yeah. Yeah, what do we have for trivia there, Jordan? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, just just as a note, it says that this originally was shown on July 1st, 2007 at BotCon 2007 Collectors Club panel. And then they uh, premiered second. it online on January 8th, 2008. Uh, there is one note of continuity error. Scorponok, Pterosaur, and Tarantulas have different bodies that, that, uh, than they do in the comic following these events. Uh, that's the Timelines comic. I think we might have actually mentioned it before. Uh, this is so, yeah. yeah. This is due to the production schedules of the animation and comics, resulting in there not being enough time to to make completely new models and render new scenes based on the first co- comic or final comic designs. Non toy show Predacons uh, trios animation bodies are based on toy models that have been made well in advance of the actual production. There's also quite a few Transformers references, like G1 ones. Uh, of co- of course, like I said. Like we said before, this is supposed to be like an immediate prequel to the dawn of future paths, uh, supposedly ending perhaps only seconds before the comic actually begins. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the sound effects in the animation are pulled from the origi- uh, original Transformers cartoon, notably the metal footsto- uh, footfalls, laser blasts, and classic transformation sound. Also, also, the music that plays over the ending credits is a remix of the ending theme music from the original cartoon. I did notice uh, that. Yeah, I noticed that. 
there's a diagnostic drone hovering uh, behind Cryotech in a few shots. Which, yes, we when we get to Beast Machines, people will get very familiar with. Yeah, and behind Cryotech is of... that, that displays the Viacon symbol. Also shown is a cycle drone from two angles. Uh, then there's also a small list of Easter eggs that of things that were inside the archives, such as statues of Antagony and Jaxus, a cyber planet key, and a replica of the Matrix. <laughs> then it mentions the exterior statue Donobot uses to regain control of his fall. It's a heavily stylized rendition of Ice Pick's Pretender Shell. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was trying to... Uh, I'm like, it looks familiar, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And uh, one of the uh, workers that Waspinner and Buzzbomb Buzz fight resembles a non-organic version of Dinobot's first Beast Wars body. Hmm. And then, yes, and yet another one... Re- uh, resembles what might be a pre Beast Wars Inferno, and what? another pre- one Beast Wars Inferno. Was Inferno was yeah. a protoform pre Beast Wars. Yeah, uh, but it, well, well, then we get say, into all the whole thing about oh, were they all started out as blank slates or did they get reset? Yada yada yada. Yeah, there's there was some there's there's something that they like with the comic they mentioned that some of them were uh, just like downgraded to be easier transport. Or something like that mm. to a to a protoform. I don't know. It's it's weird. That's weird. They can weird. just do that. Yeah. And <laughs> then also one of the workers resembles a pre Beast Wars pterosaur colored like laser Break or Hydra, hmm. like red. Yeah. <laughs> it also mentions that the bombs Corkonok plants are use the Autobot Energon star models. Oh I even, yeah. I didn't even recognize Corkonok <laughs> during any of this. <laughs> Corkonok yeah. was the. Uh, Hovercraft one. Yeah. And then there's like he has uh, the big claws for arms. He was called. Okay. Clint. Yeah, the only the only uh, one that I recognized was I kinda recognized Dinobot. Yeah, Dinobot her. Yeah. Guys. Well he had those mm-hmm. big old teeth and yeah. the sword. Was, was, was he like a crane or something? Yeah. You know what he was? Yep. Yeah, that's that's a weird thing about this that I yeah. to, I guess we'll talk about <laughs> later. Uh I already, yeah, I think I have the same problem. <laughs> and then we've got three little trivia notes. Uh, the YouTube version also contains an extra scene not in the Botcon reel. A shot of the dark side in the hangar ter- uh, Pterosaur Waspinator and Bosbon t- took over. The ship never actually uh, appeared in the original version. Oops. Uh, <laughs> then the trailer for the episode short includes a brief glimpse at a scene in which the dark side begins to take off. This was not seen in the episode itself, or at least not in the YouTube version. And then the final uh, uh, bullet point is it is awesome. I don't mm, sure. agree with that, mm. but um, listen, it's cool for the context of it was made way after the fact by a bunch of excited fans, and they got Megatron's voice. So out. it was, it was, so so it was made by fans then. Yeah, um, well, yeah, by fans, it's more forgivable. Basically, uh, I actually looked into a little bit. Uh, Trent Troop is the writer. Uh, he he's like he's one of those folks who are like a fan who basically was actually called on to do uh actual work and he did this uh relatively you know as as a as a project uh i for, i forget did, did they get was it hasbro that got the go ahead or he just basically asked them and got like got some of the people together i don't really know i'm okay <laughs> yeah. i feel like I'm this is to find it. important information um yeah I'm having trouble finding it on the on the wiki though. Uh, Dang it! Reminds me. 
yeah riveting I, podcasting right here <laughs> well luckily we've got a great um we've got a great editor <laughs> don't worry i'm gonna share cool images that nobody can see because it's <laughs> oh, a boy. podcast uh, but yeah uh just just in general about uh uh trent troop though he has done quite a lot uh based as a fan and, a, and on actual transformers products uh <laughs> he's done character voices and on the tf wiki this is actually kind of funny he once crafted an elaborate subplot of a years-long D campaign so that it could include an allegorical rep- reinterpretation of beast machines now that's true de- geek dedication Wow. Mm. He's definitely under his... the alignment chart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also just wanted to point out that the uh, bodies used in this uh, animation are based on a... what? Yes, it was 2007, right? Yes. Yes, it was. They were based on BotCon 2006 it, ex- convention exclusive toys that were supposed to be Cybertronian mode uh, Beast Wars characters. So there are actual toys of some of these out there. It's pretty cool. So Cybertronian mode means that they turn into vehicles? For the most part, yes. I thought yeah. that Cybertronian mode meant that they were just robots. Well, Cybertronian so there was a toy made mode. for this? Yeah, I just shared one for Dinobot. Yep. Wow. Okay. Because, like, a, when, they show them, when they show them in the pilot episode, they just look like robots. Well, yeah, because they didn't want to like create a whole separate model for a toy that didn't exist i well i know i just am saying continuity <laughs> so i don't like the idea that they're like killing like, there's a few reasons why i don't like how the, their vehicles on cybertron but whatever we'll get to that in the episode uh, i guess <laughs> got a hater i listen i just look okay, if emily doesn't like then. something then it must be really bad that's that's all I'm I, saying. I just, I just think or it's it means weird. you're rubbing off on her. <laughs> that no, it, it's, it's, I just think it's weird that like they okay, like it's a big plot point in like season three when and and the end of two when like Optimus is huge and like Optimus Primal is smaller and everyone's kind of smaller than the Autobots and it's this whole thing. No, but yeah, then they're, when you're on they're, Cybertron, they're just as big as Autobots and Decepticons. No, 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 no. They're vehicles. not as big. They're tiny vehicles. But that doesn't yeah. make any sense. They're like oh, Masters from G1. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, like, I, I kind of tiny I, I, and fuel I, efficient. It makes a little bit of sense why they wouldn't be animals on Cybertron because, like, there's no animals to scan on Cybertron. But still, Turbo like, foxes. I will point out that okay, they're all Turbo foxes, but like, it's just. <laughs> This it's is just, also it's just, uh, it's, it's just weird. I don't like them being cars. Like, I like I like Transformers that are cars, but I don't like the Predacons and Maximals being cars. Well, that's how they started out. Then they got animal modes. <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's why they're just so unused to the whole animal instinct thing, and that's why it's the plot point for several episodes. I suppose it makes sense. I don't know. Anyways, check out the cool Megatron toy. You got a big gun. Is that a big was gun? A, that was a very big gun. That is a huge gun. And it looks like an APC with a big gun on it. Clearly he yeah. clearly he saw that the original Megatron had a big gun on his arm and he's like, I can do better. That yes. or he's overcompensating for something. Mm. Was he kind of sad when he turned into a T-Rex and he's like, Where's my big gun? <laughs> I got a big head. He's got a he has a big gun, it's his hand. <laughs> yeah, but it's not it's not that big. But it can smile at him. 
Yeah, we can give them little better, kisses. I guess. We can okay. Give them smooches. <laughs> That's why it's better. I gotcha. <laughs> and you can brush its teeth. You can get yeah, uh, give it a little, fetish. Give it little conversation. His dental fetish is a thing, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Megatron is into it. Okay, yeah, that is a big gun. I clicked on it. <laughs> <laughs> and... All right, so is that all we have for trivia? Uh, yes. Oh. Be a plane. <laughs> Okay. So, so which yeah, one is Pterosaur? This is Waspinator? Okay. Yeah, this is Waspinator. Makes sense. Waspinator. But like, why are they called back so predators not animals? And, ah. they don't <laughs> so, wait, the, he doesn't sound he, like Waspinator. That guy talks. No, that guy yeah. didn't talk. He was listening to a communicator. Oh, one of them talked. I don't know. Who cares? It was a different <laughs> character to talk. Trust they only could get David K back, unfortunately. No, well, I know, I know. That's why it's a problem that they had people that talked with different voices. That's why Dinobot had no lines. <laughs> I don't know. Scorpionox sounded pretty close to to me. Like I like looking back on it, kind of sounds familiar. I haven't heard Scorpionox in so long. I just assumed it sounded like, close enough. <laughs> that might be it too. I think I think the other thing, the other issue that I have with it, I guess if they were basing it off of dumb toys that dumb people made, uh, that's cool fine. Toys. I'll punch you. Uh, but like they should have done with like what they did with because like I could tell that that was supposed to be that that was supposed to be Dinobot because his head looked like Dinobot's head. Like why didn't they make everybody else's head look like that person's head? Um, Tarantulas and Waspinator's heads are just kind of similar. See, I think so, no, I mean, no, that is wrong. Really? That is wrong. Waspinator's head does not look anything like. A... Yeah, it doesn't really. This same color. Oh, no, no, I meant. It. I was gonna say. Well, yeah, that's true. I was gonna say it kind of. I thought it like at least evoked it. No, mm, I don't think so. You're stretching. Maybe it evoked. I could sort. I could sort of tell who Waspinator was, but I, I mean, obviously the design was was... because of the colors. But I, I mean, yeah, I, say, I was I like, mean, come, the colors are enough and. Honestly, and I mean, you know, his head got all beastie and mutanty when he turned into a beastie boy. Beastie boy. <laughs> I don't know. No, I would have erred not imagining on Waspinator trying to sing intergalactic. I would have made intergalactic it planetary. I think I, I would have made it more. I would have been okay with it having elements of the beast of the of the Beast Wars head. If they just mm. kept it like more similar, like it could be there. I mean, and obviously uh, there's a million limitations here, but I don't I gotta, know. So that's the other thing is this is like, this is a shoestring budget project. You can only do so. Yeah. Sure, they only, sure. And even with the toys, they only can do a, for that, for uh, at least for fun pub. They could, they, at the time they could only afford to do so many new head sculpts. So they had to pick and choose which ones were more important. Yeah. Use the old head sculpts. No, no, for the new toys. Um, not, not the, not the show. The toys. The weird, right, the yeah, that's what toys. I'm saying. Use the old ones. No, that's, that's they not had how toys it works. before. That's, that's not how it works. See the re- the reason the render that, only can hold so many things. Back then, the um, the fact that they were able to do it and actually have it at BotCon and with Hasbro permission was probably Hasbro was probably saying yes, you can do it. We won't give you any money for it, but yeah. you can do it. But we want you to use these models. Oh, so the, wait, so Hasbro didn't make the toys? No, Has well, no, yeah. Hasbro Eventually. kind of made the toys. Yeah. but it was Fun Pub who like it was Fun Pub who made the toys. 
but Hasbro gives them a certain amount of money to do the toys each year, and they give them access to whatever molds they have available. So okay. Fun Pub designed the character still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, 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 they had they, to run the, it through approval with Hasbro, obviously, but yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of their BotCon exclusives are kit bashes. Basically, or, yeah. Or redecos of certain models. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. They should have redecoed it with the old... I mean, they're... Waspin- no, they had Waspinator heads from the 90s that are no, sitting on a shelf somewhere. They're two different toys. <laughs> you can't just stick the old toy head on the new toy body. Now, wait, do you mean Why for the, the, the rendered, the modeled <laughs> renders or the actual, or the actual toys. Toys, toys? I think He's... he means the toys because you wouldn't say they have a bunch of model renders hanging around from the 90s. For the, for the record. You don't for know the record, that. It could be on an old floppy disk. I don't <laughs> I don't know how toys work at all, Oops, except for that I do again. know that when I was a kid, I definitely did put the heads of my old toys on the on the bodies of my new toys. That was definitely a thing I did. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, but this is like a pretty huge gap in between those two toys. I attached the head of my Red Ranger to the arm of my Green Ranger. <laughs> so you're saying that like the like the waspinator had to be too big for this waspinator? Because I mean, like I don't yes. actually. I don't actually. That is see. that is what I'm saying. The, okay, because like I don't know how big the toys are. Whatever ball joints they use would not fit, and also they would have to print out entire old Waspinator toys. They can't print just the heads because of how the molding That's process. What they should have done, they should have just made them Waspinator. Just break off the wings and be like, "This is Cybertronian version of Waspinator." <laughs> <laughs> Bring off the wings and the thorax. There Anyways, you go. This one didn't show up. In, this one was not in the cartoon, but I also wanted to show this cool Optimus Primal. Oh, that was pretty cool looking. Huh. Is he a bike he turns into? See how his head is looks like Optimus Primal? <laughs> yeah. I know, because he was one of the ones they could afford to give a new head sculpt to. Well, they it they should have known that he wasn't gonna be in the cartoon. No, this was the cartoon was made after the fact, hon. Yeah, yeah, I know. They should have gotten Cheetor to see the future. <laughs> see, okay, this is yeah, this I all. Know. I did it. I was going to say that I knew, but I know. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's um let's talk about the episode. I feel I like we're yeah. really beating around the bush on whether these are cool or bad, and I'm saying they're cool. Dang it! Well, I'm glad you think they're cool, and I think they're all right. I mean, it's I think it's cool with like another. Like fans got to make toys in a show. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Darn yeah. too. So yes, getting to the episode at hand, we so we don't have a theme or credits at the start or anything like that. We go straight into this five minute first part oh, of the episode, um, and we are introduced to the, I guess you could say, mentor character uh, of Megatron, uh, Cryotech who is talking about the... Isn't that the company that um, Mr. Freeze worked for? Might have been. No, he worked for uh, the Boyle guy. <laughs> he worked, or he worked for Wayne. He worked for Wayne in, Wayne Industries, but Cryotech, because like of freezing, it's a joke. No, I know. We can no, move he on. He for Wayne Industries. He worked for that, uh, that Boyle guy. We're moving on. In the animated series, he worked for Wayne. No, he, oh. no, he yeah, didn't. But, he worked oh, for the Boyle second. guy because he wanted to get revenge on his boss, Boyle. No, he he was eventually picked up by Wayne, though, because when, in the future, Wayne Powers has his head. Well, okay, yes, eventually, but that's okay, not his we origin. Are, I am literally not even two seconds into this episode. Everybody shut up. Whoa. Are you okay, Greg? 
I'm See, trying I was to get right, into the episode. I my assessment last week that you got better at reigning in bullshit. <laughs> so, Cryotech. Yes. He, he worked for Goth Corp. You're right. Oh, yes. Anyway. <laughs> you get a scene of a spinning disc. Yes, don't, you get a scene of a spinning disc. What, what's Rainbow the color of the disc? I'm, I'm surviving from a stomach flu, so yes. Anyway. We've got a spinning disc, and he is talking about uh, that it comes from a species hardly worth mentioning, and yet humans. The, yes, and that yet the object holds the key to the conquest of the whole of Cybertron. Over three hundred cycles, the golden disc has carried the mystery of incredible power with it. And so, as we zoom in on the disc, we start to see familiar symbols on one side of it as it's sort of spinning. And so it turns out this is a hologram that we're looking at. Uh. But the the tail he goes on to say that for thousands of cycles, Maximals and Predacons, there's been tales of Maximals and Predacons who have hunted for this dark relic, and every story had the same ending: destruction. And as the golden disc pops away, we see Cryotech's face as he says the word destruction. And everything fades out, and then we get the little logo of those who worked on it, and then we get a little title card of Theft of the Golden Disc. Octavirate Entertainment? Yes. Yes. By the way, I I actually looked up that company, and that is, that's Trent, it's S. Trent Trooper, Trent Trooper's uh, uh, company. He actually does put out some, like, uh, D&D source materials and other, like, like books and and artwork and stuff there. Okay. So, so he's, he's, you know, he, he it's he's it, for things that he does for hobbies and and fan works and stuff like that. He does he does actually he's put a lot of time and effort it seems into yeah. actually getting them out to multiple people. Mm-hmm. He's probably been able to make like a living off of it too. Yeah. So, so we we then cut to Cryotech, who is now talking to a group of Predacons. <laughs> One of them, it as it turns out, is Megatron. Cryotech is saying how he has faith in Megatron, how he's as fond of him as if he were his own son. Yet, I was sort of questioning, I'm like, do we really know how Transformers have children? Well, there are several methods of reproduction. I what happens yeah. is they get they get Kid- kidnapped by Vok. Yeah, okay, can I just say that I have literally looked up the TF Wiki's uh, reproduction section about it, and there is a lot there are several ways. It okay. depends on your continuity or yeah. your, where you live. There was. Get I asked the question. No, no, no. I was just going to say there is a lineage possibility, though. Okay. That it is one of the possibilities. It was just something that I had never come across in all of my viewings. So I was just. And I mean, he says like sure. a son, not his actual son. So, yeah. you know. Well, no, I think he says like my own son. So like his own son but it's not his he's not his son but he might have a son because it's it's because transformers are known to use like human cultural references even though it doesn't make sense that's true son means something different on cyber translated but anyways he's saying that he's like his son but he's not his son Mm -hmm. that's what happened biotech never (laughs) fucked that's not necessarily true yeah i i I believe it to be true So we we hear him talking about how the the plan to steal the disc is is daring and ambitious. And he says, might even say brilliant. After all, it was his idea. 
Um, yeah, and he's got weird teeth. Yeah, and we we get a shot of Megatron's face. I do sort of recognize Megatron, like his no, sort yeah, of facial that's, features. Well, I mean, he's very like clearly shape. Megatron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we we get Cryotech um, saying that his agents have stumbled upon a, a ship that will that you will need importantly, and they've identified the data archive that contains all the information that the Maxwell's have on all the discs, including its current location. So, oh, and we get our first shot of the uh, little drone that's yep. floating around behind him, too. So. A drony uh, jabroni. Yeah. <laughs> so we then get him talking to Megatron, uh, saying, you know, don't forget Megatron, you may retrieve it. But only I can decode it, of course. So Megatron's like, of course, Cryotech. And he's it's very weird to see a Megatron that's sort of subservient in a sense. But uh, so he and his I, I lack- do like like during the whole scene, he he, he glowers, though. That, I think. Yeah. Like say what you can about the animation. They at least were able to give uh, facial expressions and stuff pretty well. Yeah, that's so true. like, they, you know, he narrows his eyes and you can yeah. just tell that that basically Megatron is is well, to me, he seemed like, oh, he, he's like you, one of those things where I was like, just you wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, very much. a we, we got a Sith rule of two thing going. <laughs> yeah, I got to see a closer shot of Dinobot in this. And I recognized him immediately because of the colors. But yeah, one of the things I noticed with Cryotech as well is he's got the Predacon logo on his chest. And then he's got a Decepticon logo on his shoulder. Yeah, that's yeah, actually because of the character model they use. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say they. Uh, that was based on under, the Energon, the Energon character model for uh, Shockwave or Shockblast, as he is known yeah, in that. That's version. what he was known uh, in that version. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, I wish they had done a toy version of this version of Cryotech. That would have been so cool. Mm. So is Cryotech. Like a character in other things? Or? Sort of. He actually started out originating in the toy line. Yeah. It was a uh, cool, icy blue uh, recolor of the uh, Transmetal 2 Megatron toy. So basically, he's a giant dinosaur. Giant dragon. Dragon, I mean. Oh, hmm. so the, 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 it was like a blue dragon? Yeah, yeah it was, he like was, a, yeah, it was a blue dragon. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah. No relation um, to the uh, Square Enix uh, franchise Blue Dragon. <laughs> but yeah, so Megatron and, and yeah. company take their their leave, and uh, as they're going, as they have their backs turned, we we get the scene shift back to Cryotech, who says, "Take care of my pupil," and then he starts to chuckle, and his face sort of takes on this sort of sinister demeanor, I guess. His shoulders shake while he laughs. Yeah. He's he's really into it. Actually, yeah. I just wanted to get... Uh, and I'll wait till the end. To, it's another cryotech thing. We'll wait till the end. Okay. So we then cut to uh, what is subtitled as Maximal Power Station B4-Y. And we've got... Uh, Jordan, I think you were saying that this is Scorpionok, right? Yeah, the Who's hovercraft the, is... Yeah, it's the hovercraft. Scorpionok. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. 
Uh, yeah, I guess, but... <laughs> I'd also like to point out that another... I, I didn't... We didn't mention it earlier, but another way you can tell that this is a budget production is because basically, I would like to point out, none of these character models are from scratch. They're all modified based on character models from the uh, previous two 3D shows, Energon and Cybertron, mostly Cybertron. Yeah. So basically, Uh. they managed to, they had a very shoestring budget, so they managed to save a lot of money by getting those official assets from other earlier shows. Mm-hmm. Now and the oh, sorry, go ahead. I was, was going to describe it. This thing transforms, and it's a very. I mean, now that I know it's fan work, sure. But when I first saw it, I'm like, wow, that's a transformation animation. <laughs> <laughs> he just sits up, essentially. <laughs> and then the other one, like, kind of flips and spins, and then suddenly is something. And who's this guy? Who's the green this, guy? This green guy's backslash. Yeah, so he's not. He's a he's an animation original character. Yeah, he's he's more. So what happened to his buddy when they went to Earth? Uh, backslash. Yeah, you saw, you saw what happened to him. Yeah, he should have done he a was, better job was, watching his back. You'll see. He was oh, yeah. standing by the building. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. I kind of I, I kind of watched this and it kind of glossed over me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you were like, yeah, oh, I'm okay. Is, I watched it twice. Too good for this animation. I watched it twice and it didn't. It yeah, didn't hook me. I so. So. I understand because it was at Barcast. I'm like, this is a, this is a, this is like an official thing, right? But it's not. It's a fan. No, no. Thing. You have to understand. That's the thing. You have to understand it in the context of this is a labor of love with a very tiny budget. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's a good job, then. I yeah, I was gonna say what it is to me is like you know how sometimes a lot of uh, Star Wars and Star Trek fan things are actually like given the okay or the go ahead by the company. Like eventually they're like, yeah, yeah, you can say that's canon or anything. That's kind of what this is. This is a labor of love that <sighs> they approach Hasbro with. They got to use assets stuff and like that, and Hasbro's uh, you know saying that this is kind of canon. But yeah. like the Star Wars ones that are thought of as really good or i mean i haven't watched them in years and years but like back back in the back in the day the star wars ones that are thought of as really good kind of looked good and this well, yeah but they probably had say- more generalized support because let's be honest yeah. the star wars fandom is a much bigger fandom yeah i was gonna say like and star trek i mean not even get me started what they had to use was basically the the 3D animations from from the Transformer shows at that time. I I yeah I guess as you and have you seen the animation oh, in just, Energon? It's shit. Let's let's just move let's just move through this because <laughs> yeah. like obviously everybody has their opinions and we can just move through it. This is just res- just respected as a very cheaply made labor of love. <laughs> yeah. So we we get Scorponok and you said it was backslash Jordan. Yes, backslash. Okay. They both arrive at this station. Uh, Megatron uh, is communicating to them via, like, wrist communicator, holographic sort of version of it. This you know what to do, backslash. Speaking of backslash, um, his uh, coloration is actually based on the Arma- an Armada re-release of the uh, Transmetal Pterosaur toy. Oh. Oh, cool. Hmm. So we we then cut to uh, what is titled as the Cybertropolis Maximal Data Archive Central Branch, and we have a big statue of Optimus Prime, the big guy himself. 
yeah, it's all lighted up. And it's a pretty big looking building. And from here, we see Megatron and Dinobot. And I'm trying to remember the name of the third. Dirge. Oh, this yeah, is Dirge. Dirge. Okay. Actually, what I gotta want to give Dirge a little bit of a shout out because he's actually a character from Beast Wars the Second. Oh, yeah, the, the, okay. Jap- the Japanese thing. The gotcha. and he actually was a plane in that show. So hey, yeah. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, I think wasn't there a dirge in G one as well? Yes, there was. He was one of the cone yeah. heads. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually funny because in Beast Wars the second, he ends up uh, going through a mutation that turns him into what is basically a fucked up cyborg version of Waspinator. Oh, weird. It's a very cool looking toy. It's the Waspinator toy, but with a ton of like molding changes. So it looks like this fucked up robot. It's awesome. Hmm. So we maybe get... we'll see that one day if the show keeps going. Oh, maybe. <laughs> so we we only if we can Dirge. find it on Laserdisc. <laughs> <laughs> I we've forgot got... that was a reoccurring gag from back in the day. <laughs> it didn't last that long, to be honest. Yeah, mm. that was back when the show was good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so backslash, yes, and dirge. Yes, yeah, so we we got dirge who is using a laser to to cut this yeah, door. Dirge Cerberus. Yes. And then we've backslash got Dinobot. The move that uh, freaking oh fuck, what's his name from Smash Bros? There's a lot of Smash Brothers characters. It's hard to tell. Yeah, the Bonato's power. Oh, uh, she Shulk. Shulk, oh, that's that's moving Smash Bros. There we go. I got the joke out. It's a reference. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, um, Dinobot has one of those sort of handle things that you sort of see people who install glass windows. Uh, he sticks it on. Handle. Yeah, it's like a suction handle that he sticks on the door and manages to lift. it. He's using his regular hand with the suction handle and then his big crane arm to to lift up this door and and move it off to the side you can tell it's a heist movie yes it's not a crane it's like a digging shovel Mm. am i getting my terminology mixed up no i i yeah yeah i um what are those things called it's like a backhoe yes that's that's what what we were looking for thank you um so once the doors moved we then get dirge who is sort of surveying the hallway that that they've opened up and he notices that there's a security web and notices that that's going to be trouble. So Megatron then, uh, radios to team alpha to uh, turn off the lights. Yes. (laughs) To, to which we get Scorponok who appears to be setting up some sort of a bomb. And then we get somebody set up us the bomb. Yes, exactly. We mentioned uh, Newgrounds last episode, so I did it again. Yes. <laughs> three shirts, Scorponok next? And- no one's yeah, sure whether shirts. it's Scorponok or not. You can't tell the difference between these characters. It's okay. <laughs> I thought the next part was with Pterosaur, Waspinator, and Buzzball. Oh, no, no, no. That comes no, out. No, no. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just definitely. Uh, it yeah. to- oh, okay. Sorry. I'm just misremembering the order. We've got, um, yeah, because Scorbinok is setting up the bomb and backslash. <laughs> he he's he has an Autobot guard who is like, stop right there, and then backslash. Does it? He, he does him. his. He, he does his, his namesake. Yeah. yeah. He backslashes, he backslashes him. him in the back. Backslash. This is the Minato's power. And then of course backslash tells him to watch his watch his back. 
We then cut to the Predacon Transwarp Research Center, D slash F, and we've got some different Predacons who appear to be working. Well, there's one in particular who's just minding his own business, and then all of a sudden, bam, big old explosion happens. And then we've got uh, two Predacons that rush in, Waspinator and... I believe the other one's Buzz Bomb. Okay. And they start... I want to know some Buzz Bomb facts. <laughs> he was also a uh, original to this animation character, but his colors come from the Fox Kids version of the original Waspinator toy. Mm. The Fox Kids version. What does that mean? There were a, there were a couple of releases of toys called Fox. They were like the Fox Kids release that had weird colors. There was yeah. I know there was one for Rhinox. Yeah, the one for Rhinox is all over eBay. Like it's less expensive. <laughs> I am tempted to. Probably I'm thinking about buying one. Colors. <laughs> yeah, he's like, and paint it. He's got like stretch. No, he's cool. He looks cooler. Looks I better. I don't remember what the colors look like. He might look cool. I don't remember. The Rhinox is like he's like a darker shade, almost like a gray with like kind of black stripes. Um, I mean, it's it's a subtle enough difference, and it's still the same like model uh, that oh. it that it works. At least if I remember right, I don't remember what he looks like when he's transformed. Anyway. Sounds interesting. But yeah, so they uh they are like shooting the heck out of this facility. I think yep. they wind up murdering like five Predacons. Maximal? Yeah. No, no this, is this is a Predacon facility. Oh yeah, that's right, you're right. You're right. It would be Predacons. I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah. So they uh they take out a bunch of them. <laughs> the Maximals run the the Predacon Transwarp Research Facility. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, they are Predacons are under the Maximals' thumb. You can yeah. see where my confusion might come in. Oh well, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, it could be like, yeah. I mean, it could be like if uh, you know the Martin Luther King Research Lab, but it's all white people. <laughs> I mean, it's just the you know, it's just a title. It's not necessarily saying that only Predacons can work there. Uh, that would be discrimination. Have maximals there to keep them in line so they don't do too much. Ooh, scary Predacons. But yes, yeah, so. Of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, we then get. Um, so once they're all taken down, we then get Terrorsaur walking in. At least I assume it's Terrorsaur because it really he's looks red. like him. Yeah, he's red. His face sort of resembles it. Yeah, yeah. It Plus, does. he's got the wings on that are sort of jutting out of the sidearms. So, mm-hmm. so he sort of marches in, and we get to see the dark side. Yes, we see. We get a pan of the dark side, or at least I, the I, underside of the dark side. Which the dark I love. Underside. Looks different. <laughs> yeah, does look a little different. Well, that's because it's, bulbous. No, that that was there. It's just that. That's always been there. I kind of remember that from the first episode, but when it crashed, it kind of got, you know, stuck in lava. So, yeah. Um, but I was going to say, like, I do, I still love the little fact that apparently a lot of people still go with that. Uh, it was Pterosaur there that named the ship Dark Side. And <laughs> it was because Waspinator, like, lost a bet. <laughs> well, they were the ones who found the ship, so it worked. I thought it was just called the Dark Side because. At one point, Pterosaur's like, welcome to the dark side. No, yeah, that's why that, it's called that by fans. I mean, in yeah. universe. Yeah, yeah they, later on, they actually did a, like a little in-universe joke uh, that, that that was that. That's what happened. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the hater. Hating the I, I wasn't. I'm, 
I have, I've been paying less attention to this episode than no, than our normal news post. Look, I'm not trying to be a hater. Ooh. I'm just. Uh, I gotta say, yeah, you're really proving it by throwing some heat my way. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just ready to talk about my top five favorite Beast Wars episodes. So let's move on through. Yeah, He's this was not one of my top five. He's an excited <laughs> boy. So we get a uh, an exasperated Megatron who's wondering what's taking so long. Uh, we then get Backslash, who he's setting up another bomb, and he has an Autobot appear behind him. And, yeah, or <laughs> yes. Um, I, I, mean, I, I don't blame you for messing it up since they're all yeah. cars and planes now. So. <laughs> I know I'm being a total turd. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. It's funny. It's funny. But the, uh, the, the, the fun <laughs> to be a turd. But the uh, the Maxwell's like, all right, stand up, nice and slow. Maxwell looks like Shockwave. Yeah, almost. And uh, Backslash is like, this isn't what it looks like. Yeah. (laughs) And then we get uh, Scorponok, who, in a bit of turnabout, says, "Uh, watch your back. And then it's a button. Now who has to watch their back? Yeah. 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 And then he uh, has a little device. He hits the button, and we get a big explosion. R.I.P. And then we get okay. the uh, the power go down, and Megatron's like, "Good security grid is down. Quickly, before emergency power kicks in." R.I.P. Backslash, and also that unnamed guard. Yeah. So that's the end of the first five minutes. We then cut to oh the second part. Oh my god! Part. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that grueling. I'm trying to get through. I, it's just it's because like nothing happens, but everything happens. It's like yeah. I will admit it would have been a lot better if they had gotten more of the old voice cast back so they could have actually had lines. Mm-hmm. And it's just I, think I don't know that I, would help with the pacing to have actual familiar voices talking. I don't know. It's just so also much it's dialogue. Just, it's just like Greg describing every little thing that happens. Okay, like, I will generalize <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> I'm, no, no, sorry. No more I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just to piss him off. I don't need. I don't mean to be overly critical, but it's just like. Like just because right. of the way that the way that the thing is, it's like a lot of stuff happens in a small amount of time because there's no the, the thing. Yeah. Okay. I'll shut up. Um, we've got Megatron and company. They're rushing into this vault now, checking everything out. This is where we got some of the you know some of the Easter eggs, Easter eggs that we talked about earlier. Um. And of course, the room is quite dark, and so it's sort of like a spotlight. God, I'm trying to I'm trying to be general, and then I see all this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, Han. It's fine. You're fine. Um, You're doing a good job. We're all proud of you. Now, Dinobot. Then we've got a uh, an Autobot guard that is looking around, and we get Dinobot taking him out. We then come upon a door, and Megatron opens it up and it turns out there's some sort of a like a data vault i guess you could say he takes out and a surprisingly the only one that is colored yeah uh data tray yeah i was gonna say i wonder which one it is maybe it's the big glowing blue one yeah (laughs) um and inserts it into like this sort of a it almost looked like a i'm not gonna lie it looked like a roomba I, I yes, thought I got a Roomba. It, it looked like a Roomba. That's what it is. It's a Roomba. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 
but while this is going on, Dinobot sets up a bomb. La la la. Set us up the bomb again. <laughs> um. No, it set up us the bomb. Oh yeah, set us up. I the thought bomb. it was set us no, up, up the bomb. us. No, it set, set up us up. the bomb because it is oh, incorrectly yeah. it is incorrectly translated, and that's why it's funny. No, yes. I mean, either way, it's incorrectly translated. Yeah. Somebody set up us the bomb. Yeah, sure. That's what it is. Now, <laughs> once um, once Megatron inserts this thing into the uh, cyber Roomba, we get a little bug that pops out of this drawer and sort of rests on Megatron's arm as he starts to transmit data back to Cryotech. And this is where we get our first look of Tarantulas, who is already decrypting the data himself yeah it's, because, it's yeah. that's Francis' voice actor isn't it I think, I think they got the clip because they definitely got a oh a voice laugh. yeah he doesn't actually say anything he just laughs no. yeah yeah no. so, i'd also like to point well, out that he's doing this against cryotech's orders to only transmit to him yep he's being a sneaky snake mm-hmm. but yeah like i like um have this this definitely does look like tarantulas if only because of the eye things i guess is why i thought that well, but yeah actually i was going to just point out one of the kind of interesting things about this body is that it actually looks like a uh it has like motorcycle wheels on his back kind of yes. thing yeah there's a yeah. motorcycle so, which kind of like hints at his transmetal uh body i thought mm-hmm. not so cool. from here we we then see what? the lights of yeah no what did yeah. you say em i said not that's cool i mean yeah like nothing Nothing too crazy. Just saying it's cool. <laughs> oh, I thought you said that's not as cool. And I'm like, I thought Kendall was the one who didn't like tr- transmetal tarantulas. No, no, I love transmetal. I, I think it's, I think it's cool. The idea that like tarantulas is a motorcycle. That's just his vehicle mode. Like, so that when yeah, you got yeah. a tra- when you got a transmetal body, that's suddenly what his vehicle mode is. Is a his, his motorcycle DNA reasserted itself. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Which brings up the question, like. Or motorcycle CNA. I'm sorry, I got to use the right transport. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, like Optimus, we saw what kind of car he was, and his hoverboard does not, you know, it does not like give me ideas of that. Yeah, but hold on. Look at Optimal Optimus's vehicle mode that isn't a plane. It has like the one front wheel and the two back wheel thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. You're right. But uh, so we got the lights coming back on in the city. (laughs) Vehicle mode DNA. (laughs) <laughs> Again, CNA. CNA, yes, yeah. forgive me. <laughs> we've Maybe. got uh, we've got uh, pterosaur sort of hovering over a, a smoking body while he's holding a, a gun that he then tosses isn't aside. This, isn't they, the smoking body like the Buzz guy? Yeah, it's Buzz Bomb. They, yeah. they yeah. basically took him out. Yeah. We then uh, wah, from. Wah, wah. We we then cut back to to Dinobot and Megatron who are in their vehicle forms as they're sort of gliding out of this <laughs> vault. The animation was not great on this part. No, um, <laughs> Megatron terrorize. Yes, <laughs> I like that part. We see his big old gun uh, as oh. he's getting shot at by some Maximals, and he uh, manages to to blow one of them up pretty good. Yeah. And a big shot of Sparks. I don't think that one's going to be coming back. Oh, it, it's yeah, he's pretty much dead. Yeah, we then cut to the Dinobot, who sort of drives himself off the side of this building and transforms. And as he's falling, he manages to spin in the air and flings the disc up, or the rather the Cyber Roomba up, 
and we then get a uh, I don't was this no this that wasn't was, that was Cryotech wasn't it it was dirt wasn't Cryotech oh that was dirge. dirge okay yeah I was like Cryotech isn't there okay. he's too busy being a crime boss who doesn't yeah, do true. anything so yeah he tosses it up and dirge catches the the cyber Roomba and goes flying off and sort of laughing gleefully um, Dinobot like then boy. yeah. And uh, Dinobot manages to to catch himself on a statue. Then, as the statue's arm breaks, he leaps off and then sort of matrix matrixes himself over to another building, and then like uses his hands to slow his descent down the yeah, side of this pl- building in between yeah, buildings. He, yeah, he, he drops into an alley and and like uses the, uses both side both buildings on beside him to help slow him down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when he lands, he's confronted by three Maximals, uh, two with shields and one that doesn't have a shield, which he immediately takes out with his eye beams, which yeah. is nice to see him do. Yeah. Uh, then the other two uh, or no, wait, there's one that attacks him from behind that he sort of shrugs the attack of off and then grabs him and hurls him aside. And then he sort of looks up. And it's just him and one other Maximal. The Maximal's got like this cyber axe that just yeah, appears in his cool. hand. And Dinobot. And then Dinobot has a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was also very cool. And it's and this green. this Maximal guy, his name is 9K. Yes. He is based so, on. It was the... 9K. Yeah. What? It was 9K. No, he survives at the end. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, I was wanted to point out our joke, Casey. Jeez, <laughs> I, I just wanted to point out that his color scheme and name are based on the Beast Wars Maximal K9. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I was gonna try and make an "it's over nine thousand joke, but it wasn't gonna work. So, oh, the bot has a name. He <laughs> had a name. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he apparently has a brother who gets tur- who turns into a doggy. Cool. So they Dog sort of have. Like this little, you could almost say it was like a, a warrior showdown where they're facing off and they charge at one another. And as they go to slash at each other, then cut. the screen cuts. Get it? Because they cut. So it cuts. Yeah. <laughs> we then uh, cinema cut to. Punagree? Yeah. What? <laughs> I was trying to go with cinematography, but with puns. Cinematography? Oh. Mm. Mm. We'll work on it. <laughs> yeah. So we cut to Dirge, who's running to Cryotech, and presents him with the the Cyber Roomba. Cryotech is a happy boy. Yes, he's he's very happy, and he's sort of talking about how he's you know set up Megatron, and and he's he's talking for gritted teeth apparently because his teeth don't move at all, but his lips do. Yeah, he's sort of talking like this, or at least that's what it looks like. <laughs> um, come to find out, the though, he, my mouth has malfunctioned. At least temporarily. <laughs> He's got lockjaw. <laughs> that would be a good Transformers name. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'll change it to lockjaw. Cryotech is a little weird. Um, but he he talked about how he leaked information to the Maximals about the heist. And was going to placate Megatron so that they would be distracted. Implicate. He was not going to placate him and make him happy. Oh. Okay. Um, so he 
basically need a fall set guy. him up to take. Yeah, set him up to take the fall. But as it turns out, somebody set out, us up the fall. Yeah, yes. like doesn't he even say that like he was like his best student, but he knew he was going to get double crossed in the end by him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I really did think of him as a son. With they're just like, but what about what you said? And he's like, no, I thought of him as a son, but. He knew, but uh, he's gonna well, double cross me. He, he, he also says, like, I thought him was a son, but you know, you can get more sons. Yeah. There's one only golden one disc. golden disc. Yeah. So from here, we then return to Megatron and Dinobot, who are walking down a hall. Uh, we then turn back to Cryotech, who, you know, he he's continuing to talk about how, you know, he set everything up, and Megatron's going to take the fall, and then he's looking at the Cyber Roomba. Or rather, he opens his hand and he's got the the little bug that Tarantulas uh, had on the cyber or on the Roomba. Oh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a bug from. It was just a security measure. Yeah, oh, it was okay. actually the vault had like a that was from the vault itself. Like it was like oh, a, a security okay. feature. If someone took okay. it, they put a tracking bug on you. Ah, gotcha. So, but they found it and just put yeah. it in there. Yeah, yeah because so he, like, you cryotech. Yeah. And so as he realizes, we then get the Maximals all showing up at his base and flood the room with light. And he's like, Megatron. You were going to betray, but you were the one who was betrayed. Yes. It turns out he was right about Megatron betraying him sooner or later. (laughs) Yeah, because what we get now is the remaining Predacons have come to the the room that is holding the golden disc and we get megatron approaching it almost looks like a container of mutagen yep (laughs) in this scene predacon steal the golden disc (laughs) yep Uh. so megatron has the disc in hand and we see his reflection as he holds it up to his face and that is the end of the theft of the golden disc Yay! Best movie ever. All right, so Jordan, what was your number five uh, Beast Wars episode? I was going to say, after the credits, don't we get another line from Cryotech? We do. Oh, I didn't watch it that far. (laughs) I walked out of the theater uh, before the (laughs) Easter egg. Cryotech says, I wish to speak with my lawyer. My cyber lawyer. Yes. (laughs) My robotic cyber lawyer man. Rabbit oh, yes. shows up and is like, I want to be part of the Avengers initiative. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, and we finish that short. shows up and delivers a PSA about how sometimes you have to wait for things and they're not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we finished this short and Kendall, I know you're very anxious to get to the list, uh, but why don't we take a really quick Kendall's break? anxious to get to the list. <laughs> once we come back from the break, then we can talk about our top five episodes. Awesome. Okay. All right. We'll be back, folks. Standing alone. Each has his own. Ticket in his hand. As the evening descends, I start thinking about it. I'll take a theme that I care about quite a bit, and I'll start writing lines. It definitely all starts with the guitar. If you're playing music, you're not getting worse ever. Right. So. I'm Kendall Hallman, host of the new podcast, Waiting Here for Every Man. 
On each episode, I interview regular people, ranging from the most casual hobbyists to working musicians, about the music in their life. Please check it out at KendallCast.ninja or the KendallCast podcast feed on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. All my fine dreams, well thought out schemes to gain the motherland. Have all eventually come down to waiting for every man. Five, four, three, two, one, clap. (laughs) Welcome back. Uh, now we're going to yes, talk we... about our top five things, and I took just took over can the I, show. Can I talk about cryotech <laughs> first? Sure, you have you have a uh, three minutes to talk about cryotech. Hold on, I got to find the stuff I had for him. I was looking, I was making gathering my news, making sure I had all the news articles. Gathered okay, you have forgot. you have thirty eight seconds to find stuff. Oh, <laughs> damn you, back button, go faster. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, yeah, here we are. Ah, thank God. I found my tab. Okay, so Cryotech. Like I said, he's a, is, he stuck, came from the toy line. He was a blue repaint of Transmetal 2 Dragon Megatron with slightly different wings for some reason. Hmm. And, Greg, do you know where his name came from? Hmm. Think about it. Cryotech. It sounds familiar. You're eating into Casey's three minutes. Uh, No, into my minutes. Um, crap. I'm sure if I had time, I could remember, but I'm not going to waste all the time. Okay. His name comes from... (coughs) Excuse me. His name comes from... uh, What's uh, what's it called? Visionaries. Oh, Oh. yes. I think I know what you mean now. Yeah. Yeah, he was from a... He was a visionary. He was a visionary's character named uh, Cryotech, who yep. was a good guy. And the guy who was naming Cryotech for the toy line was a big visionary's fan, and he got to choose the name. He was the guy who was in charge of choosing the name for the store exclusive toys, and Cryotech was a Target exclusive, so we went with Cryotech. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, I think wasn't Cryotech's animal was it a bear? I wouldn't know. I didn't research into Cryotech. Yes, it was a bear. Sweet. Anyways, has shown up in other fictions too, like in uh, some 3H comics. And he actually, uh, it's appropriate that we're looking at him now because the comics he was in were uh, actually uh, tied into uh, Beast Machines. Hmm. Um, This is sort of a spoiler for Kendall, but it's literally beginning of the series stuff. That's okay. But basically... Basically, what happens and how he ends up with his dragon body is Megatron, you know, he ends up florbity jorbling back to Cybertron, and he goes into hiding and comes across his, his old pal Cryotech, who he betrayed. <laughs> and Cryotech's like, oh, hey, cool body. Uh, I kind of want that. If I, I can take it off your hands for you since you're suddenly kind of being, like, organic phobic and shit. And so he literally just straight up did a whole did a copied his entire body so he could be a big powerful dragon man. Hmm. Interesting. And I but mean, then that I, left I him it. that left him all knocked out and stuff for when all the shit that led into Beast Machines happened. So he he, he was not around for that. Hmm. Then he teamed up with some Quintessens because 
Contestants are rude. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> so yeah, he was just an evil, mean dude who went around doing rude shit. Cool. Time's up. <laughs> I mean, that's all I had to say. I just thought <laughs> I just wanted to, see, you know, talk about Cryo because you know he's you're fine. He's, he's a character who you know started out just as like a store exclusive toy, but you know he's grown to be a notable part of the uh, expanded universe fiction. Ooh. Yeah, it's, okay. it, he's a real Dengar, that mummy fuck. Okay, <laughs> so uh, so uh, actually, I didn't mean to take over. Actually, I did mean to take over. Greg, do you want to take? <laughs> do you want to take host the rest, or do you want me to take take over? Uh, well, if you want to, it's up to you. I know you've been talking like a bit since Kendall's last week. Baby. Yeah, okay. you've been <laughs> wanting to, you've been wanting this since last week. So okay, so Kendall is. Is Kendall's baby? He's having well, then, the baby, and the baby is this segment. Well, then the mm-hmm. least I can do, Greg, is let you start. What is your number five episode? Okay, my number five is Optimal Situation. So that was the season three premiere. Okay. Okay. Um, Why? Do you want to give, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to discuss do you want little it, things. Just, it was my number five because of the, the deep G one references. Because we this is where uh, we've got Optimus. We've got him transforming into that. Yeah, we get him. Tra- we get Optimus Primal transforming into, into his new body, but then we also got him sort of almost taking on the persona of Prime because he's got Prime Spark in his body. So I thought that was kind of a neat little nod to it. So plus we also get the huge changeover with the Axelon getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that had some weight. That the Axelon getting destroyed had change. had yeah. real weight. The way that a lot of the like random deaths and stuff didn't. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, let's go based on the next person in my chat window. Emily, what's your number five? My number five is go with the flow. The <laughs> uh, episode with Una uh, getting taught by Cheetor, and then like going on an adventure with a yep. uh, depth charge and, and rat trap. Um, I I just. I had a lot of fun recording that episode and that kind of like, you know, it kind of um, weighs in on it a little bit, but also it's like, I think a lot of more, my, my, the episode, the, the other episodes that I like are kind of heavy. And this is kind of like the comedy episode that I liked mm-hmm. compared to a low road, which I did not like, this was a good one. I thought, and like, it was, it was pretty entertaining and like, um, some of some really good jokes in it. And, are you okay there, Casey? I'm sorry, I just I forgot about the low road. It's this episode about Redox farting. It's to gonna death. be on Kendall's list, you know that, right? Yes. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> sorry, go on. I'm I'm so sorry. I just forgot about this episode where Rhydox I mean, just yeah, fucking farts to death. <laughs> to death. He's he's dead. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it was it was it was a fun app, and I, again, like, I I, I kind of had a lot of fun recording mm. our episode of it. Wasn't that the one that you bit. took over? You you took over yeah. hosting partway through. I did. Yes. It was it was almost immediately. I just took it away from Greg. You pulled it. Greg a- was like so tired and done with the episode. And I'm just yeah. like, I'll take this one. <laughs> yeah, definitely the best episode of season three. I think. Powerful mm-hmm. leadership skills from Emily. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, number five from uh, from uh, Casey. Well, uh, my number five is. The episode of War and Beast, where you guys talked about the episode Emily just talked about. 
That's right. Oh, my you're... five are going to be episodes of War and Beast. Oh, that's awesome. Well, what, so what was that episode that's really, titled? That's really cute. I can't remember any of the episode titles. I'm so sorry. I'll look it had up. the fucking chalkboard yeah, thing in it, us. so it deserves to be in the top oh, five. Oh, it was the big chalk theory, right? Yeah, I think big, we the big it. chalk theory. Yeah. That's <laughs> at least that's oh, what that my name for the episode was. Epi- you're gonna make Aww. me pull up our episode list now. One of the episodes that I hosted is on your list. I'm very proud. I'm gonna also, pull up. I the... should state that this is kind of an arbitrary order. This is more just a five right. top episodes. <laughs> right, yeah, that's yeah. fine. I'm gonna pull up my list of episodes as well, just to, uh, um, yeah. I figured as the just as the compare. guest, I should do something a little different. <laughs> Trying to remember what the Optimal Optimus episode was, t- what I titled the Optimal Optimus one. Optimus one. Oh, oh, the the one where you mean the one where we reviewed. Oh, Optimus is a monster is what I titled that episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, some good episode titles. Okay, and uh, okay, uh, Jordan. So Jordan, so number five. <laughs> my 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 number five is Dark Designs because well. There's going to be a lot of a lot of uh, recurring things about my favorites, and it's mostly going to be certain lines or just certain parts. And really, just just that one scene where like Scorfinock is like, "Yeah, he is a smirker," and turns on Pterosaur <laughs> still that was a makes great line. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> I mean, it just shows just like you know how there's a lot to Rhinox that we don't always get to see. Yep. Oh, Rhinox. Okay, I can't find the title for that one. I must have deleted that from uh-huh. my from my folder because uh, that's a relatively early episode. Yeah, I, it's, that, it's about way back in season one. Uh, that one, oh, I can find it. Yeah, I can find it. That that one was uh was almost because that's the one where that's the one where Rhinox is becomes a Predacon, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, that one is an honorable mention for me. Like, it, uh, I, I watched about half of it this week, and I was like, "This is really good, but it's just not quite top five. I like how the for episode one you titled it "Rat Trap is an Asshole," but you censored "asshole" despite the fact this is a very much an adult language podcast. <laughs> yeah, we can't wow. have swears in in like the titles. Of oh yeah, yeah you can't have it on iTunes. Uh, although, that. although the, that may not be uh, that that may say something about us because. One of our most recent episodes was you can't say ass on Fox Kids. That's a little bit the different. Ass is fine. <laughs> ass is fine as long as it doesn't have a hole next to it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the, ep- the, um, the episode um, Dark Designs, our episode title was like your three, like your gigabytes, three gigabytes of attitude, of attitude. on a two gig card. Yeah, I, just, I, just, I literally just found it too. Okay. Yeah, well, that was a good fucking line. Oh, that, that was from before I started, like, I started making titles. I think. Yes. Because <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, the vast majority this. of the titles of the episodes are the ones that I that I've come up with. There are some that when Kendall started sending me files, and he's like, you know, I put episode titles on these. <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe I'll use some of them. And then, well, no, and then I said something, and then for like six weeks, you did you you did my use my title, and I was like. There's too much pressure. You don't have to always use my title. <laughs> Some of these are really bad. Which, which ones? Which ones were you? I, you, you would. I don't know. I, the last one was yours. Yeah. Or I mean, wait, was was it? blasphemous. Actually, yeah, but did, did Kendall decide what the episode title was, or did you, Greg? Is what I'm asking. Uh, well, Greg always check. decides, but I some, but I always up up to upload 
Um, was directed by Michael Bay, one of Ken's? Directed by Michael Bay yes, was mine. That yes. was uh, one of Ken's. That sounds like... It sounds like Ken. Yeah. Uh, you can't say ass on Fox Kids was one of Kendall's. Um, when it's timed. Yeah, that would have been mine. Um, trying to think what else here. Did I name it? Joel agrees with us for that. I, no, I, na- I named it. Joel agrees with us. Okay. I'm trying to remember what that one was that I named it too. But usually, usually if it's, if it's something that if it's a joke that, has nothing to do with anything we talked about in the episode. Uh, the one with Joel yeah. on it's called Replicator Arms and Electro Silk Sacks. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was I. I think I chose the name for that one. Yeah. What about when two sparks love each other very much? I think that was yours, Ken. That sounds that like me. Like, that was. I definitely remember you saying that in the episode, though. Yeah. So it might. I don't know if it was what you titled the clip, but you definitely said it in in the, yeah. in the episode. I probably freaking. Either I deleted it or I put it in. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> it's probably. I have all these we folders. War and Beast info deep dive. Anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll try to. Yeah, yeah this, is try to this, this, is, this is behind the music episode. So, War and Beast. so yeah. my number five, my number five, of course, uh, the War and Beast uh, uh, t- episode you've ar- we've already mentioned. It is uh, Rat Trap is an asshole. Uh, Beast Wars Part One and Two was was my number five uh, because. Mm-hmm. It just really, really a lot of iconic stuff, a lot of important stuff happened. Um, just a really time. strong start to the series. <laughs> oh That's yeah, a it's good a good number five. It's good, it's a good two part pilot yeah, for sure. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And if if it I had to up say, all the characters nice. And and if I had to say like, because like it would be five uh, number five and six. If I had to choose one of the episodes, it would be up the for the the actual pilot. Um, although, fair. although I really like the, the fight with uh, Dinobot as well. All right, Greg, what's your That's number four? Um, my number four, uh, it's another one from season three. Um, they're probably going to, I don't think it's going to be on anybody else's list. Uh, but my number four is deep metal. And that's the introduction of death charge. I like that episode. Yeah, it was a nice episode. Now the, the reason I've got a couple of reasoning behind it. One, when I was thinking back on episodes that, because um, normally when I think of top five, I try and think of things that strike me that I remember vividly from either watching mm-hmm. it as we've watched it or back when I was a kid. And I mentioned this in the episode when we reviewed it. The reason that this episode sticks out to me is the line that Rampage has where he says, ignore the pain. It's only going to get worse. Yeah, I remember you saying that. That, <laughs> yeah. was an important line that, that line has always like since I saw that or heard that rather as a kid, that line has stuck with me like forever. And <laughs> I loved the, cause when we first get rampage, rampage is sort of like this, you know, that there's more to him, but you don't know why. And then with the introduction of death charge, we get a bit more of that backstory. I just wish it had been flushed out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, I was rewatching some, so, uh, one episode from season two that didn't make my list, but I'm not going to say what it is because that would give away what part of the rest of my list was. But uh, there was there was some Rampage stuff that I was like, man, when Rampage was first introduced, he had a lot of potential that just sort of just sort yeah. of petered out by the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my number four. Uh, uh, Emily, Emily, sorry. <laughs> uh, my number four is uh, well, originally I just had the one part, but I guess I'll just put the entirety of the agenda um, I know that you're like I, I put the agenda part three as the one part I would have picked, and I, I know you're like 
not into G1 Ken and you kind of like don't really get a lot out of that being in the show but I got a lot out of it because <laughs> like I didn't even get to watch much G1 but I still kind of always was like a someone who wanted to get into it and I thought it was really cool when in, like I, that stuck with me seeing that since I was a kid that that they ended up like making the fact that you know um the ship was on there in the past as this plot point to like show and then the Megatron's going to destroy the past by killing Optimus. It's just, it's just really cool for someone who liked G1. It's like, Oh, they're like acknowledging it and like doing this cool thing about it. That is actually kind of a cool time travel plot story. It just got real. So, um, I know that the second part of that, I titled it stupid tape episode. Yes, you did. (laughs) I think you liked the first part. I I liked I I actually really liked it until he turned into a tape and then I was I I, I think know, that you let, you that may be the moment up ruin it that me. may be that may be the moment when I stopped enjoying Beast Wars yeah because um, <laughs> you're like why doesn't he turn into a panther like why does he turn into a cassette this is stupid yeah oh, it made day. me rather angry uh, depth charges basically saber tooth right was my title for uh, Greg's number four yes <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, uh, anything else for uh, for that one, Emily? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Casey, your number four. My number four was episode 32, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there, up my butt. <laughs> I don't oh my remember. God, I forgot the name of that episode. <laughs> what was that episode? That was the one where, uh, that was Ma- where we reviewed Maximal No More. It was the first one Dinobot, I guess. Uh, yeah. That that was the one where Casey uh, popped on, and it's the one where Dinobot uh, betrays the Maximals. Nice. Yeah, so that one gets on there mostly because I was my first one that was on there, but it wasn't my best guest spot, so it, it's the it's the least of those. But also, again, this is no particular order. You were in, you were on an episode of season one too, weren't you? Nope. Like. Nope. That was I think that was the first episode that you were on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it was. was told- because because when Dinobot died, that was your second episode, and the exactly. other one was like okay. re- pretty soon yeah. earlier than that. Sure, sure. Jordan, right. your number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number four is Probing Grounds. Uh, just because I really like, well, the interplay between Black Arachne and and <laughs> Silver Bullet at times is some of my favorite bits, and I also kind of like the 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 fun uh, like one-on-one fight between Black Arachnia and Dinobot 2, because there's just some good scenes there. But basically the whole, you know, things where they're fighting and and the fact that basically Dinobot 2 tried to use uh, Silverbolt as leverage, and Black Arachnia just shoots him. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just uh, um, kind of part of their arc that I just like. Yeah, yeah. Uh that that was Joel agrees with us was the was the title was my title for that episode which I think we we brought up. Uh but uh I don't know, man. I don't know about that episode. <laughs> I guess it's your number hey, 4, I so it's not I, like it's in yeah, your top it's not, 3. It's, yeah. It's not like it's in your top 3, just your top 5. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like a, as like as like a black arachnia focused episode. I like black yeah. arachnia a lot. Got to love the black arach. So, so I think a lot of the reason that Jordan liked Proving Grounds is because he likes that that Black Arachnia arc in season three, uh, mm-hmm. and that's like a an ex- a strong example of that of that uh, that arc. Yeah. Um, the culmination of 
my favorite arc in season one is in Double Jeopardy, which is the uh-huh. Rat Trap is an asshole arc. Because um, I was rewatching. <laughs> that's, that's his entire scene. That's the entire scene. But if you watch, like, like. No, it, I know. It becomes less of an asshole, it, except I, when he gets real racist again. Yeah, well, yeah. But the thing is, like, like up until up until Double Jeopardy, he's straight up. He will, uh, the bo- Optimus will say, go, you know, provide, go over there and save Cheetor's life. And he's like, I'm not saving Cheetor's life. You save yeah. Cheetor's Yay. life. You know, I'm not, I'm not good. You know, he has, he shows zero loyalty. He, he's, he's a total he's, coward. Yeah. He's just a, he's just a jerk. And he sort of, he has a series of, of times where he sort of has to prove himself. Double Jeopardy is the episode where, uh, where he literally infiltrates the Predacons. Um, and it's just, it's just so emblematic of the character work in the first season of the show where they just, they, because they had, like it's literally they've got four maximals and or they've got five maximals and five predacons and it's this like like the the sk- the 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 stakes are so are so much lower especially in that early part of the first season that you really have time to develop characters and up to mm-hmm. that up to that point they weren't even worrying about developing the predacons really it was really about developing rat trap and cheetor and then rhinox and dinobot and, yeah and dinobot and then Rhinox and, and Optimus were sort of like like the character tent poles. Yeah, they were the yeah yeah they were the tent poles. So you knew so even them like you knew who they were. Yeah. It's just that they were you know they were the yeah they were the wise the the mature people. They um, were the mm-hmm. foundation with which yeah right. So so I think and Double Jeopardy was just oh it was so good like. Like Megatron gets they they uh, Pterosaur locks up Megatron because that's the other thing. Remember when Pterosaur every other episode would try to take over for Megatron? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that was great. And Pterosaur that, locks yeah. up Megatron, and Megatron's like, "Computer, open cage," and then <laughs> the cage opens. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just oh. great. It's just great, and it just, yeah, it just had, it just had the character, like character moments, and then levity and like lower stakes. It's just everything. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, number number three. We're getting into the good ones here. Yeah, actually, it's it's funny that you mentioned character building uh, because my number three is from back in season one, and it's Dark Voyage. And the reason I like this episode is because of that character building. We actually see, because we've got Rattrap, Cheetor, Dinobot, and Rhinox, who all are blind, and Rhinox is leading the way, and everybody is sort of, we're finally starting to see, by the end of the episode, a bit of a gelling of the team, and this which is, I thought was really cool. And this is one where, this is the one, like, Rhinox, like, almost dies in this, right? They all almost die. Yeah, they all, yeah. they all, like it really. Yeah, it's dire straits. Yeah, it's it's it feels it feels like there are stakes because in the in the concept in the context of season one when everything else has kind of been lighter. Yeah, I this was another one that I that I considered. I actually I was gonna rewatch it this week, but I didn't have time because mm-hmm. yeah, I I, you really I like really like that I mean, one. Everybody, it's really a good episode. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah, good. I yeah I, yeah I was gonna rewatch it, but I see I got this. 
Super NES classic, and I just needed Ooh, to play it. Bragger. So yeah, yeah, just wants to brag about that real bad. I <laughs> I know I know I like never mention it, so I just you know I want to let people know that it's like I, a time you mentioned it tonight in the exact same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it's the first time I said it when we were recording. I'm gonna say oh, I my. wasn't around for it, so <laughs> it must have been before we started recording. <laughs> okay, anything else on that, Greg? No, no, that was pretty much my reasoning for it. All right, Emily, number three. Man, number three is Bad Spark, the episode that introduces Ravage. Um, I really like this episode because it's a pretty good... Sorry, Rampage. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. We'll start with R. No, it's fine. I'm just mad at myself. (laughs) Anyways. Don't be mad at yourself. You're wonderful. Thank you. It introduces Rampage, and uh, it's a really good, like, horror like aping episode i really like that aspect of it it's also got a sick stun from uh tarantulas in it and what i like for the most is that it kind of established it's kind of a start of the beginning um start of the beginning it's a start of uh the burgeoning romance between silverbolt and black arachnia because like before they kind of like met each other on the battlefield and stuff and he's like i'm gonna punch a girl or something which was stupid but whatever and, and then bloom on the battlefield yeah exactly so that kind of stuff happened but then this is the one where they actually have to work together and become a team and like actual chemistry of, yeah they actually start interacting and it's blossoming romance and it's good i liked it a lot that was also when the other predacons were like listening in on everything right <laughs> yes. like it was yeah. like a soap opera Inferno like, have popcorn. these two come on Talk about remember, feelings. Did, <laughs> i think did Inferno. one of them have popcorn I think, yeah, I think so. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. All right. Uh, 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 Casey, number three. It is so fucking ironic because my number three for this was episode 35. Just enough to make me interesting. That exact same episode. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) It's like, man, on your wedding day. <laughs> it's more inconvenient and ironic, but what no, nothing that song is ironic. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, that yeah. was a good episode right there. It was That was, was the one very... where I read IMDB. Yeah, because yeah. Ken wasn't around for the beginning of it. Yeah. Greg reads IMDB yeah, is one of the my, highlights listed yeah, here. Because my cat was in the hospital. Yeah. Oh sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah well, then I remember we talked about that on literally the next episode. Yeah, because mm. he died that week. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it was it was a while ago. It's cool. It's I cool. I know, but I was still sensitive about my most recent cat death. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, like, and that was Casey, like a, Casey didn't mean to bring it up. He's trying to talk about that episode of the podcast. Actually, like. hold on. Greg <laughs> bought it up. It was his fault. <laughs> no it's okay it's okay oz lived a long happy life he got sync for the last two months of his life he slept with me the last night before uh before he went to the hospital and he got to say goodbye to sophie yep now he's buried in my parents backyard and i always go say hi to him when i mow the lawn Oh, oh, you're making me sad. <laughs> now I can't even make the joke about his name being Oz, which means he's the one who kidnapped him, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually na- he was actually named after uh, uh, Seth Green's character in uh, in Buffy. Um, I know. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, but uh, does but does Casey? <laughs> All right. Uh, no, no, moving it's, on. It's just like I, I knew before you explained it to me the first Anyways, time. Anyways, number you. Well, before that, moving very on. heartfelt and sad d- uh, sidetrack. Yeah, it was a good episode of both the show and also the podcast. Thank I'll, you. Yeah, and uh, it's gonna be uh, up to our. Uh, our pony friend over here now. It's his, his number. <laughs> our pony so, friend. That would be Jordan. Jordan, Jordan has, has a, a Skype icon. Listen, yeah. I was just going by the Skype icon. <laughs> Look, it is the only time I've ever gotten like fan art of of a character I ever ha- created or like a of uh, or thing like that. So Listen, damn you're, it, you're I'm going to use it as much as I can. Defend your avatar. Now. I guess, oh, I, I, guess I should have <laughs> been more a unipony friend. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what's your number three, Jordan? So, uh, um, continuing three. the coincidence, it's also Bad Spark. Yay! <laughs> what? Yeah. Three I'm, number threes in a row. So, That's like, crazy. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, a lot of the reasons that uh, M said is uh, why I like it. I mean, especially, you know, uh, the first appearance of Rampage, he's got a, you know, he's got that whole creepy, like, unkillable machine vibe that, that he just, yeah, when he talks and, and gets into it, like, he, when he's like, Torturing uh, Silverbolt in that, you know, it's really creepy. And yeah, like, was, it, it, yeah, it was, it was I guess it, it ate Tor pretty well. Yeah, and and like you said, it's also where we first see uh, the beginnings of uh, Black Arachnus and Silverbolt's romance. Yeah. You know, uh, how his good goodness grates on her, but she still kind of likes it, and you know. <laughs> the, it yeah, was, no, it's just, yeah, it was just it was just an ador- adorable thing to start to see. Not to go off track, but Silverbolt sure did nothing during those last few episodes of the series. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, there wasn't really time for him to do much because they had to wrap up a bunch of shit at the last second. Yep. Yeah. And also, like, I would have liked to have seen more Transmetal 2 Cheetor roughing people up, but yeah. Yeah. They had to fit so much in Season 3. Yeah. They chose to fit too much in Season 3. Uh, so my number three... <laughs> No, I do want to. I do want to comment on 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 Bad Spark. Uh, I did consider that one for my for my list. Uh, honestly, the the only reason that I did that it didn't make it is that they is that that storyline just didn't uh, pan out well enough for me. And and so like mm-hmm. when I was thinking about it, it made me mad. The romance one or the rampage one? The rampage one. Ah, okay. Um. Uh. So. Uh. Also, like. At least it did pan out, unlike some storyline. <laughs> also, also, uh, also, the my top five filled up really fast. Uh, so my number three, so my number three episodes was uh, was Law of the Jungle. Um, nice. This okay. is uh, the other episode about being an animal, right? This is so. This is the uh, this is the one where uh, where where. Tigertron. Snowstalker dies. Yeah, where Snowstalker dies, Tigertron. Um, uh, no, no, it was a different one than I thought. Yeah, it was, ti- Tigertron doesn't uh, do it with the it decides to be decides to quit the Beast Wars. He wants to be the conscientious objector. You were, you were of called the Wild Casey. There we go. Well, th- it's the same basic title. Let's be real. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, totally. Um, but uh, uh, but but yeah, I mean, this was just like this is this is. My my top three, all three of them are. This is what I want Beast Wars to be on one way or one way or another. Like this one, it addresses the like you know the fact that there are two. They are two factions fighting someplace that 
they don't belong anyway. Um, I do. It, it does bug me a little bit that the message is actually you should fight in the war. And <laughs> uh, and I kind of wish that's like, not how I took it, but for <laughs> for reasons I can't explain later. <laughs> like like I mean, I mean that's that it ends it ends with basically it, it ends with with Tigatron agreeing to to continue to fight and having his having his reasons. Uh, I would have I feel like I would have liked it if if they were gonna because they're you know they're gonna do multi episode story arcs here in the the in season two and three that I don't like. I would have really liked, especially if they were going to write Tigatron out of the show anyway, if instead of having him get kidnapped by aliens, if he had had several episodes, like had maybe had this episode as basically as is, but then have several episodes afterwards where he kind of doesn't agree with the tactics that are being, that are ha- being done as the, as the war escalates Still over the course the of the series. Subject. And then just, and then just, and then just eventually just leaves and, and, is you know just completely out of the show because he's he's done and then eventually maybe eventually have him come back for a finale or something like that but like mm-hmm. but like if they well, could have another thing you could have done is actually I mean I like the way Dinobot's arc ends but you could also have him be the one who dies protecting the humans I mean his whole that kind of lines up with his whole thing of wanting to not have all this war kill nature right. and interfere with things. I think that would have been an interesting yeah. send off. I mean, just, him. just in general, having him, having him, cause they, since they do introduce the humans in the later seasons, having him be around to interact with them would have been, would have been a really interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Completely Tron on that. And Aries are both left the show too soon. <laughs> they yeah. both, they both got fucked. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have words on that, that I'm sure will come up later. I think during one of the questions. Okay. Uh, uh, Greg, you're number two. My number two is the web. And oh. my reasoning for the web is that your the filters will techn- adjust. Yes. <laughs> well, that was one of the reasons. Um, this is a, like we got the two parter pilot, but the web was the sort of first non pilot episode that we get in this series. And it's sort of like the pilot was a good template, I suppose, but the web I felt was the episode that starts us along the track this is where we're getting you know the actors are starting to get a little bit more comfortable with the roles now and i really like the dynamic that we had early on with cheetor and rat trap and just the overall like you had mentioned kendall in season one how things were so tense at times like with cheetor we're like three episodes in and he almost dies it's like is that going to be the type of tone that we're going to have with this series where the stakes are always going to be up? And it really sets a tone I felt for the series initially, which sadly changed over the course of it. But and then I right thought it was really it. good. Like, I thought that this was a really good episode to start off with for the series. Yeah. And, and uh, man, tarantulas is great in this episode. I feel like, yes. I feel like this yeah. is the best tarantulas like in the whole thing. Cause he sort of, like, I feel like his arc is kind of a mess in season two and season three, because like in season two, he's kind of his own faction, which is maybe kind of interesting. And then season three, they can't remember whether he's in his own faction or not. And, and sort he's of like, his time. Uh, well, 
I yeah, it worked really well in season one because he was no yeah no no he was it was a great and it was a great the uh, spotlight tarantulas it was like his first real big spotlight it was a good episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. his filters will adjust it's fucking classic yeah yeah I took a shot when I watched that because I did rewatch this episode uh, it was going to be one of my like it was almost in my top five. That's, I guess that's what you've said for half of these episodes. <laughs> well, yeah, because I watched all the good episodes. There's a lot of good episodes. No, I'm not saying you're wrong to say. I'm just saying I know you're saying that a lot. Yeah, because I mean, be, uh, I mean, because I assume that most of the episodes that are on people's top five, aside from Greg choosing optimal situation, are are pretty good episodes. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something about that. <laughs> but I mean, that was number five, so you know you're forgivable. It's forgivable. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to keep things positive. Yeah. yeah, that was my number two. All right. Emily. My number two um, is Law of the Jungle. <laughs> Ooh. Um, same, uh, Kendall's number three. And I, I this is one of, I, I, I think when we watched it, I was like, this is my favorite episode of Beast Wars. Um, and that I decided after watching it that day. And uh, I think it has a, it, it when we watched it, it strangely co- coincided with current events. Mm. There was a debate going on about the same debate in the in the episode where it's like, oh well, like Tigertron's saying, like, oh why can't we just use like diplomacy? Let's just not fight, blah blah blah. And um, Dinobots like, well, like when you're being attacked by an aggressive force that's trying to kill you, you have to fight back, even like even. Because because if you don't, then they'll just win. Because you can't just reason with them, which is what he was talking about with the Predacons, and that related to current events. That oh, week. I wonder why that message might resonate with any of us. Oh, I wonder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, okay, I'm just gonna say it. I don't want to get the political on the podcast, but it was the week that Richard Spencer got punched. Yes, Hell and there was yeah. a, there is. was a debate about that over whether that's a good thing or not, and. Then that was the that, that was the that was the exact argument that was in Love of the Jungle, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is it's weird. This okay is going to punch Nazis." <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, so I I don't know I I related to it pretty hard when we first watched it, and plus this is a good episode about you know the ethics of it and how it affects Tigertron and Dino. Yeah, it was it was a good character episode. Uh, Tigertron is one of my favorite characters in the show, and it features him really heavily. And yeah, it's just it's a good episode. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. It was yeah, in it my was top Kendall's three. three. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, my, I my think Casey, two. Casey's up, right? Oh, I'm sorry. You monster. I'm sorry. sorry. No, I lost control. I lost control of you guys. I'm sorry. I'll, 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 say you need I'll to rein it in. Grip over all these I'll rein it in. Cannons. Okay. Right, my next one is episode 36. Bad Scarlett Johansson movies. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also for Code of Hero. Yeah, I'm choosing that uh, one both because Code of Hero is a good episode, and also I guessed it on this one, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was a fun one to guess on, and especially because it was an episode I liked a lot. So it was like, oh, I get to guess on this really good episode. Yeah, yeah. Freaking R.I.P. Dinobot. You are yeah. you are loved and missed. People loved they loved you so much that old rat trap came back at the last second to show up to your funeral even though he didn't <laughs> <exist anymore. laughs> yeah I think I I think I named that one I'm pretty sure I yeah. named that one Kendall uh, I don't yeah, remember I'm the sure you did that one at all um yeah uh let's see oh, I, I, think we, I think we were taught 
I think we were talking about um, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 <laughs> Scarlett Johansson is mostly in bad movies or something. Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Something I mean, to that effect. Is. Yeah. Also, a strange streak of ones that are that are rude to Asian people. Mm. Or at least two of them. I mean, freaking. Uh, what's the one where she takes a limitless pill, but it's different? Okay, oh, okay, uh, okay yeah. Jordan. Uh, Jordan, number. What's your number two? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number two is Code of Zero. I'm proud of you. Code of Zero. Uh, Doubles. Yeah. Two number two. Um, three number three. Two number two. It's still a very memorable episode to me. Like it's still just, and I, I mean, it's just some of the lines, some of the things that, uh, that you know, uh, some of the writing just is really, really kind of cool. Uh, the standoff and. Uh, you know the basically like everything that Dinobot does to you know to to try to save everyone is is really just really nice. It's and it's just it's just like a really really cool episode to me. Like it did a lot of stuff well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I completely agree. All Great right, conclusion to Dinobots arc. All right, so my number two was uh, an episode that. Um, is really they I really wish that they would have uh built on it more rather than uh getting rid of the whole Energon doesn't isn't a problem anymore thing and now Inferno is I think Inferno turns into an ant like twice in the sec- in the last two seasons he is just always a freaking I was I was always jarred in the in the first season when I saw Inferno in ant form because I feel like he never forming in general from a lot of characters. It yeah. was, a, I will, I agree with you on that. So, I wish they had done more. So, uh, my, so my number two episode is call of the wild. Uh, this is where, uh, oh. where the Predacons steal the shield from, uh, the ba- from the Axelon. Uh, so <laughs> they all have to stay in beast mode constantly. And they're get like, they like have dreams about catching gazelles and stuff. And yes. it's this just was a, the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really interesting. Yeah. It's a really interesting episode. It's, it's in, in a very, has a very similar feel to, uh, to dark journey, to dark journey. If I remember right. Um, but yeah, they're both good episodes that the only problem is that they both do the same arc and thing with. Them. Yeah. Yeah. They're still good episodes though. They're still good episodes. I mean, if they though, hadn't been a reason why they're on these lists. Yeah. I mean, if they hadn't been back to back, but it would it would be even better but i just i i do i do wish that they had had more episodes maybe have like an indiv- individual character focus episodes where they individually have to deal with their their beast side or or you know ice get isolated or whatever i really wish that they had done more with this uh in the later seasons and 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 yeah it just this was just a really cool episode um hmm. i i could have sworn you didn't like it when we reviewed it <laughs> No, well, he liked it, I think. Well, you got to understand my sta- my standards have changed. I do think <laughs> I do think I may have been critical of this episode when we reviewed it uh because it was everyone said that. it was like the second best episode of Beast Wars. I didn't know that they were right. <laughs> but I had, you know, I I think I was overly critical of a lot of stuff in season 1 when we were watching it because I had unreasonable expectations. Um, and my expect, and, and, and yeah, I just, you know, 
I like. Yeah, the, it says yeah. in the actual description this ep- this was not Kendall's favorite episode. <laughs> well, they were right. It's the second favorite. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I've 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 matured. Character I like the. I mean, just like I mean, how they developed in that episode. I mean, well, I think it goes to show too how we've all sort of our opinion of of the show has evolved over the course of doing this. Mm-hmm. I I just I've I just think everybody sort of come to. Like I think everybody was like, "Oh man, Kendall's wrong. These this other stuffs. These these the these two these the second and third season are still good." But I've grown to actually agree that I think there are more problems in the especially in the third season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially the third season just has yeah. It just it just got it just got too off the rails, and and revisiting the stuff from season one that's just that was just like truly great. Um. Uh, uh, I actually, well, uh, okay. Let's start with the number ones. Cause maybe one of you guys is number one is the one episode I was, that is, that is my honorable mention. That was actually my, like just barely didn't make the list. Like so okay. many other episodes. <laughs> well, no, this one, there's one, there's one that I literally like sat down and watched and I was like, is this going to make the list or is it not? And it just uh, barely okay. didn't. Um, so I'll, I'll be interested cause it could be one of you guys number ones. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair. Well, my number one, uh, without much of a surprise, because everybody Code knows my yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I said a lot when we reviewed it, um, but there's a lot of themes that really struck me with this episode. There's the, the self sacrifice. <laughs> there's the the debate of you know uh, future predetermined. There's you know, Dinobots. I'm trying to remember. Was it this? Yeah, it was this episode that he thought about suicide, yeah. or yes, what it appeared true. to be. It just was such this big culmination in this arc, and I know for some maybe it didn't resonate as much as it did with me, and I, I'm totally fine with that. And by some, but, you mean one person? Well, <laughs> no, I don't like, I don't, I expect me to be the only one to have this episode as their number one. And I don't know why, but for me growing up, the idea of sacrificing yourself for the greater good has always been a big sticking point with me. Like, I, I don't know why it does necessarily. I guess it's in a lot of media. I guess I've seen it over the course of, of my life. And it's sort of that that noble sacrifice, like doing, knowing that the honorable making, thing. Yes, the the honorable thing, the the ultimate thing that you can do to ensure a good outcome. And for me, that's always really, really struck me. Um, maybe it goes as far back um, thinking about like real life with stuff like wars and whatnot. Um, but it's always that sort of thing that's really, really struck me. And in this episode, when you see, when you see Dinobot leaping into battle, knowing that he is more than likely not coming out of it, yet he's still doing it to be able to know that his actions aren't predetermined, that they are his own at the same time was a nice, it was a nice blending of different things and, and sort of seeing that internal conflict sort of getting resolved. Plus having that nice character moment at the end where 
we sort of see Rat Trap and Dinobot sort of make up, but at the same time, we also realize that they had that that grudging respect sort of took on a new meaning. Sadly, you, with you his respected old Chopper face. Yes, but yeah, it, it was it was really good episode for me. It, it stuck out to me ever since the first time I saw it as a kid. So it's um, it's real funny that you said no one else is going to pick it as number one because <laughs> I, I know did. What do we all? um yeah i mean like i I said it when we watched it um that like i I said law of the jungle was my favorite when we watched it and then as soon as i caught it here i'm like i think that's like overtaking it um because a lot of the same reasons you said where like like i heroics get me like Mm -hmm. real hard like when i watched like the first two episodes of my hero academia and deku runs out to to save the person even though there's like no way he's gonna win this fight is it, it made me cry then, and it made me cry again when Dinobot did. It's the only episode that's made me cry, so I think that's a pretty big indication that the episode affected me. <laughs> so yeah, um, I yeah I loved it. It was it, and like I said, I'm, I'd be repeating a lot of what Greg's saying. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Ken, Kendall is message saying that we need to try and carry this for thirty seconds because. <laughs> He is well, way to, for... way to rat him out. I was going to be nice. <laughs> I didn't say why. I just said. <laughs> I mean, hey, Kendall wasn't even the next one. Out. You could have just said like, "Oh, Casey, your turn." Because Casey and Joel Code of Hero. It's true. We could have Casey and Joel are both before Kendall, so I mean, we could. Yeah. You just call Jordan Joel twice. I'm sorry. I'm used to it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, Casey. We should edit your, all of this out. <laughs> what is your number one? <laughs> number one. My number one. My number one. Your number one. A number one. Numero mm-hmm. uno. Number one. I'm. I'm. I'm trying so hard to not actually say it. I'm waiting till Kendall gets back. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. He just messaged he's back. Oh, he's back. Yeah, Greg ratted you out, Kendall. <laughs> I, I said you were indisposed. Casey said you were peeing. That's, yeah, because I was calling you out for I saying that. You... That's that's an acceptable way to vamp. So you did what I asked. <laughs> All right, Casey, what was your number uh, number one? Hold on. I just have to refine the title on here. It's Oh, there we are. My number one, which again, this is all no particular order, but it's where it happens to fall. Episode 45, directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun stuff on that one. Yes, that another w- one. What? That was definitely my title, but I don't remember yeah. why. <laughs> I think you were saying that it was an episode directed by Michael Bay because of all the explosions. Lots of explosions, yeah. Which, so which episode of the show was that? Uh, this is season three, <laughs> episode five, Feral Scream part one. So the return of Dinobot. Return oh, okay. of Casey. Yes, and the return, return of, of me. And Again, another fun episode. And another so were all three was... episodes that you were on in your top five. <laughs> no, not all the episodes I was on. I the Cybertronian News Network episode is not on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course they're going to be my top ones. They're ones where I had fun interacting okay. with my friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. Aww. Aww. You guys were you guys were a bunch of there was another Scorpodoc. What was the context to that? <laughs> oh, I think we were talking about G one Scorpodoc. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, it just made me think of the idea of like a second Scorpodoc, like a second Death Star. Yeah, his name is Quick Strike. 
<laughs> oh, that was a fun one, though. Freaking, uh, it's fun doing these with you. Y'all are great. But seriously, Aww. even Scorponok was developed really well in season one. Like, people forget. He wasn't yeah. developed that well. He, he was had- boring. That's the reason why he's the only one I'm, he's the only one you were okay with them killing off. I, well, no, no, because I was rewatching. I mean, I'm not saying that I would, that it wouldn't be okay for them to kill him off, even necessarily. I mean, but, but I mean, he was. Just, of all the season one Predacons, he's just boring. Yeah, well, that's, but that's my point. And even he is better than Quick Strike. Like, uh, Quick Strike has a bad accent, which makes him infinitely more enjoyable I to mean, me. <laughs> I mean, Scorponok, Scorponok had a couple of episodes. Like, he's, you know, he's the one guy that's, that's, He's the one guy that's loyal to Megatron. He's I'm second in command. Well, but then Inferno he has, showed up and was way better at that. He has well, he has a he has a lab, but he's bad at it. Yeah, <laughs> he makes the, well, the only good thing lab, I ever did was make up. He's bees. bad at it. The yeah, that was almost that was almost in my top five episodes. Was uh. <laughs> Uh, the, the one where Scorponok makes a fucking guerrilla warfare. Guerrilla warfare was one. because that was yeah that was like that was legit awesome. And, but also in my number one, there's a some Scorponok stuff which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, fucking Scorponok. Anyways, but yeah, fun episode because uh, it was the one where uh, Cheetor is going through his puberties. He doesn't want to tell anyone about it. And also, freaking Dinobot two happened. Which I know Kendall thought, oh, this didn't develop as well as I liked, but it was a freaking cool, like, origin for him. It was, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it was all right. I was, if you read my blog post from those episodes, uh, I, I did, I was pretty, I was pretty positive on, on the, on those episodes. But then, like, you, then it felt like you turned on him. Well, it just, it just, it just hurt me too many times. (laughs) you know there's a thought that crossed my mind uh a couple of weeks ago and i don't mean to to interject and get us off topic or anything because kendall i know you still have your number one to go also jordan Um, has his number one yeah very yes don't forget about jordan just because (laughs) he doesn't talk much doesn't mean you should forget him um but thinking back on last week's finale and how we had dinobot sort of revert back to the way he was and how, and questioning how that occurred. The thought occurred to me, what DNA did Megatron use for Dino? Dino DNA. Like we remember in that final, like Dinobot, like Dinobot, um, took a lot of damage in that final battle in code of hero. Mm. (laughs) But you, is it possible that Megatron might have gotten some of Dinobot's sort of CNA, let's say, from wreckage from that fight in Code of Hero? I mean, I, prop- I guess Maybe so. Yeah. 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 I mean, since we didn't get... We didn't get Dark Mirror or Dark yeah, Glass or whatever. That's another Dark way Glass. that could have potentially been another explanation that could have maybe said, and it would have only taken like 30 seconds for them to have said it like, Oh, where'd you get the Dinobot DNA? Oh, I found it from our last encounter with him. Well, I mean, I would imagine that's probably is where he got it. The only pro I mean, the only problem with that is that they've already established that Megatron just has old Dinobot DNA 
that he yeah. likes to use to clone <laughs> Dinobots with. So yeah, but that was the dinosaurs, yeah. not the actual robot. No, he cloned oh, yeah, Dinobot in the episode yeah, Double Dinobot. Dinobot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but no, that was Clone One, and that was just a dino. He was not a bot. Yeah, yeah it was just the organic part. Yeah, apparently. So with the fact that we got a robot dino, All like dino an actual no Cybertron. Yeah. So now that we actually got a Cybertronian Dinobot clone, did he take the Cybertronian or CNA from some remains of Dinobot from that final battle in Code of Hero and use that to make that clone for Dinobot 2? Hence why we get his sort of changeover in the final episode. I I don't care. Wouldn't put it past me. (laughs) I mean, it's an interesting thought, but I mean... It's just yeah. easier to be like, oh yeah, dark glass happened. It just happened off screen. Or or uh, or or you could say uh, transmetal two bullshit. Like that's <laughs> that's also the truth. Yeah. It, oh yeah, you could actually could say that maybe he got some freaking psychic, psychic connections. Yeah, that's true. Because they that, was that one actually of the is a legitimately dropped, possible explanation. Yeah. I'm sorry, I walked all over. Oh. You. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Now you guys anyway. got me thinking about episodes I don't like. Jordan, tell oh. me an episode that I like. Okay, Hello, so, road. <laughs> so uh, my number one, I pretty much already said either I forget if it was on air or anything what it would be, but it's the agenda part two and specifically the agenda part two, because that has yeah. the best uh, lines of Black Arachnia and Silverbolt ever. And <laughs> I yes. love I love all his scenes in that one. The one yeah. right be- right before when. uh. Uh, when, you know, Tiro's like, I'm going to try and bring her in safe. And he's like, I know, I thank you. And I'm also sorry. And he's like, sorry for what? And it's pow, right through the door. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> I didn't say when I mentioned the agenda, but that was another reason that it's on my list is because of Silverbolt yeah. and Black Arachnia. Yeah, and I mean, like, the three-parter as a, as a whole, there are some things I really like. I mean, I do do enjoy the some of the Generation 1 callbacks and stuff like that, but the second Unlike episode. Kendall, I think you liked the tape part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan, I asked you to tell me an episode that I like. Well, you let me, fi- <laughs> let me finish. Though. That's why I'm talking about the agenda too, uh, specifically because that's where you also see again more of them actually working together. Like, uh-huh. uh, uh, you know, opt primal, you know, calls him out on the actual, you know, interaction, and he tries to go and like help her, and they basically are there interacting during the whole like uncovering the cave so like it's it's just it's just the the that focus there is just always going to always stick to me and i'll always remember that i mean if they hadn't ruined the episode with the tape thing then uh <laughs> well i think the other thing you didn't like was that you thought inferno got killed off well yeah and i didn't like you don't know like at that point like i couldn't tell whether no, like, i know whether was, a character was, was actually getting killed or not yes no, oh, totally. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Also, that episode was episode thirty-nine. No, duh, I'm evil. <laughs> yeah, great. Which we do explicitly say episode. this is Jordan's favorite episode. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it says it right there. It's the first yeah. thing you say. <laughs> All right. And also in that same description, Kendall really didn't like the cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Jordan, tell me something. Yeah. Uh, what? You're not a big uh, Star Trek The Original Series fan, are you? Not 
A hundred percent. There's stuff I like. What's the What's the one episode? I was doing a fan for you. What's the one episode of Star Trek: The Original Series that you know the title of? Uh, that I know the title of. Yes. The Naked Time. The Dark Mirror is that one? Okay. Trouble with triples. Yes, that is the correct. That is the correct answer. The Trouble with Tribbles is the is the one the original series episode of Star Trek that that the layman uh knows the <laughs> title of. This is an episode that where the characters are are way goofier, way more cartoony than any oh, of the other episodes. Make it time. Of well, yeah. Oh, that's the with, uh, Trouble with Tribbles is what right? I'm talking about right now. Sorry. <laughs> is it, it is an episode where the characters are way more cartoony than they are in the rest of the series, uh, oh, but it's no. still incredibly entertaining. You knew this was coming, Greg. So my my number one, mm-hmm. of course, number one <laughs> with a bullet, the low road. It is the, it is the most legitimately I hilarious episode of the entire series. Part. Like it, it's it's terrific. Yes, it sets up a it sets up a. Bob Forward spent 15 years in uh, a couple hundred scripts, and all he's going to be remembered for is a rhinoceros fart. This is Scott McNeil's <laughs> favorite episode of the series. It's, it's true. It's uh, I mean, it's the the insults are great. Uh, Dinobot Dinobot talks about silicone Valhalla. Uh, oh yeah, that is a good that is a good word line. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they have they have Scorpionok going through Tarantulus's lab and basically just like breaking <laughs> all the beakers, and oh, it's it's just terrific. The um the uh it, the this is where I learned that Co- the Kobe Kobayashi of Kobayashi Maru in Star Trek is actually Japanese for sneeze. Um, oh, yeah. you know they do the they do the 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 Star Wars poster pose. They it's it's terrific. It's it's a controversial poster pose. Yeah, well yeah. I yeah, I suppose yeah, I suppose there was some controversy, but still I loved it. I love everything about this episode. Yeah, that just, was episode twenty two sinus torpedoes. It's it's yeah, yeah. Just oh man, this is great up. It was just a great episode. Okay. The very first thing that we have for dis- for a description on that episode is germ warfare has never been so funny. <laughs> and then right after that several notable news organizations dot 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 and reddit like <laughs> clean tropes and then water sausages or cattails which I forgot I forgot about that discourse <laughs> it's cattails you heathens <laughs> water sausages it's no get, get out of here Canada no, I can't. No, you not, not, it's, it's an Undertale reference. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> and of course, of course, my title for that episode was Fart Joke. Yeah. <laughs> that honestly would have been a better title, if I'm being honest. Because it just, it just like, that's the it other thing about it. it, is it just, it just set it up and it was just like that, that gag was just so perfectly set up, so perfectly telegraphed. From the very beginning, another thing actually that I haven't mentioned, and this happened in a couple of the episodes, like this episode, they were doing a thing at the beginning besides fighting each other. They were, Mm -hmm. they're like, they're trimming the weeds that have grown up in front of the ship. They're fucking bean garden. (laughs) Yeah. Giant beans. Yeah. Giant beans. Why the fuck do they have a bean garden? (laughs) It's to set up the. 
to, for the slow roll and like and like oh and like at the be- at the beginning the so the pre- like uh rat trap and 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 dinobot are like are like bickering rat trap screwing with dinobot and dinobot like attacks him and mm-hmm. and then the and then the predacons go to attack the base and for some reason they only radio rat trap to <laughs> to leave and rat trap's like sorry i can't dinobot's attacking me and so then they get the drop on them. It's oh, it's so great. It's so terrific. Oh, oh the low road. So yeah. many memories. There's our, there's everybody's top five. I want to give an honorable mention because I apparently miscounted how many episodes I have listed, but uh, I wanted to give an honorable mention to the episode where Emily first came out because I was so proud mm-hmm. of her. Thank you. I really appreciate it. As somebody who had gone through similar things, I was just like, oh, what should. She, she's doing it. I'm so proud of her. She's figuring <laughs> stuff out. Aw, thank you. My, sweet of you. My, my one other honorable mention uh, was the Transmutate episode. I was surprised. That was going to be mine as well, actually. That was going to be my honorable mention as well. Yeah, I, that, I honestly If I was doing top part. five actual episodes, that would have been top five. Like, the thing about it is, it was it was really solid. It was, it was definitely the weirdest episode of the series. Mm. Hell yeah. Um, yes. But it just wasn't quite like, like my, like beast, like the, the first two on my, the four and five on my list were like what I want, the, what the show was when it was at it, when it was good. And then the other three were like really, truly standout, excellent episodes. Um, mm-hmm. this was like something else. Uh, yeah, it could have been, I mean, it could have, I was surprised it wasn't on anybody's top five. I mean, mm-hmm. it's definitely better than optimal for, situation. To the point where I forgot that it, about it for a second, even though I was like, when we were first starting this, I was like, sure, it was going to be on somebody's yeah. list. Also, it uh, was yeah, my number surprised. six. Yeah, yeah. Like when it I was been on thinking my top over, five. I'm just saying, was... you all are heathens. <laughs> the other interesting thing is, like, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of season two, but you had Bad Spark followed by Code of Honor followed by Transmutate. That's a mm-hmm. really good three episodes in a row for that, yeah. for that season. Yeah. So I got a really quick question before we get to questions in the news post, because then we got to wrap this up. Um, if anybody can think of it off the top of their head, what is their favorite episode title for our show? Title. Well, title straight here. So I'll take a look. Uh, I don't well, know. I really I... like the title war and beast. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Where, um, Oh man, I could just go through all these titles. There's so many funny ones like bondage optimus. <laughs> Victory is the friends you make along the way. It looks like a it looks like a dick beak. Those How would you motion capture a surfing electric rat? It's I, most definitely his name. <laughs> I, I kind of like Cyber Beauty hits hard, fast, and it hits uh, hits hard. But I like Megatron because I just love, like when, when they said that. <laughs> when God closes the Transformers door, yeah, you open the Harry Potter window. I, 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 well, one, one title I like because it kind of like it kind of uh, foreshadows the future of podcasts. But was Animorphs a TS fetish thing? <laughs> <laughs> no one answered my question, though. No one answered what? that. No. I mean, I think I, it, I think anyone. it was for some people. I'm sure mm, it was. Maybe. I mean, there were, those were very detailed yeah. scenes. I'm sure I'd awakened something in somebody. Yeah, admittedly, my a little submarine. Mine is probably one of the crudest ones, and mine is uh, when you're sad. Think of a T Rex trying to masturbate. (laughs) 
Do electric cheat is dream in HD. It's pretty good. I liked I liked the end of time and space. Boo. Yeah. Boring. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mean, that was one of your titles, wasn't it? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. I mean, my titles are all the best. Door, does he open a Harry Potter window? <laughs> yeah. 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 Metal two zombies. The rebels of audio entropy. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Tommy of Beast Wars. Yeah. <laughs> when two sparks love each other very much. I mean, really, really, can you really get any better team. than Rat Trap is an asshole? No, <laughs> probably not. Well, it's no Yuri on Ice. So. Yeah, that was that was a good one the, because that got his listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Well, at least they came. They, they like, hey, is this is Yuri on Ice podcast, and then like, oh, it's not. Bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> famous Yuri on Ice podcast, Warren Beast. <laughs> the fourth and fifth laws of robotics. Oh, that, fucking classic! I'm glad yeah, that we had that carry one. through. So much. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. that was a reoccurring theme of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Of this episode, we're it doing works right so now. well. It's just, I'm surprised. It's just us. It's just us patting ourselves on the back for a podcast. We did. <laughs> oh, what a, well, we haven't been. We haven't been that. We did it for like a couple minutes. It, we. It's not like we did a yeah. whole episode about it. Yeah. So it's okay. okay. Uh, well, <laughs> where did Uzi I can't tell who you're dragging when you say that. I'm dragging every podcast that does it because every podcast does it. It's okay. Okay. Also, I think our favorite gimmick was uh, when Kendall did the song for Rat Trap Fits in a Little Submarine. That was yeah. Good. That was good. I also like the song you did for um, Snow Soccer. Yes. Where where I said the oh, wrong yeah, name freaking, for Snow Soccer. <laughs> I forgot to mention when you were talking about the Snow Soccer episode that I was going to console you by saying, hey, at least she at least she won that Oscar. Yes. <laughs> Snow so- glad Snow Soccer won Best Picture. Was that what we titled that episode? Yes, yes, it was. That's why yeah. I was going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> a- All right. So, uh, so yes, turns out this show has some good titles. Yeah. So, questions. Uh, uh, nope. You want to do Nobody the news knows. post first? Nope. We got to do the news. We got to do the news. Yeah, because I think we still got uh, Joel's question, which might take some time. So, I was going <laughs> to. Let's put off Joel's question until next week again. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of late. No, no. No, Maybe what we'll do, because I know. The news post is super quick. It'll take like five seconds. I got the links on Twitter, by the way. Do it. Got it. In there. Do it. (laughs) I don't see them on the Twitter because I don't have access to our Twitter. (laughs) Yes. We should just put off Joel's news post like ever, or, jo- or not his news post. Joel's question, like just no, for the we're going to answer Joel's question. No, we're going to answer his question anyways. First one up is freaking Imaginarium Art Coronation Starscream statue. Mm. Final product images: a big old fucking statue of Starscream as he appears in Transformers the movie with his crown and big old shoulder pauldrons on a throne yeah. made of missiles. I'm down with that. It looks fucking the cool, but the there's no way in hell I'd ever be able to afford it. It's very Game of Thrones-esque, that, yeah, that throne. Say. I, I want it. Somebody buy it for me so I don't have Absolutely to. Absolutely Game of Thrones. He actually, his, his throne in the movie wasn't No, actually, he did not have a right? throne made of missiles okay. in the movie. That I'm trying to remember. License. Yeah. It's good artistic license. He looks cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, My sweet darling. Oh, Starscream. That, that episode almost made it on my top five. <laughs> the most Starscream in it. I put it on my top five just to just to just to grind grind some gears. <laughs> Anyways, up next is 
might actually have a different name that isn't just like an in-house name for that uh, Evergreen subline. It might actually be referred to as Transformers Authentics. Authentics? Mm. Yeah, the, the term appears on what apparently is the instruction booklet for that Starscream toy. Did they call it authentic because they wanted people to understand that, the, yes, these are Transformer toys? As fun, as good as that burn is, I actually suspect it's because it's targeting that discount and dollar store thing. You know how dollar stores have like those shitty not transformers. Oh, in them? okay. Yeah. I would almost, I wouldn't be surprised if they're going for that audience. We're like, no, these are the authentic transformers <laughs> that you can actually buy at this cheap price. Oh, uh, because I was thinking like, uh, we swear, guys, these, these are, are really these are real transformers. These aren't bad knockoffs. <laughs> Oh, oops, he accidentally clicked on that one we cut earlier. Oh, no. Yeah, I'll just open it on the Skype one, even though I was using my phone. Anyways, yeah, and then up next, the last one we have is... This isn't the uh, toy that was that we were talking about, like, a, however many episodes ago, where there was talk of a uh, third-party uh, Dragon Megatron. This is an entirely yeah. different one, a different oh. third-party one. It's fans, hobbies... Uh, the Red Dragon. Looks I like cool. how he's wielding swords. I like the wings yeah. a lot. Yeah, swords. Oh, yeah, cool. this one yeah. is based on. Uh, they did a. I believe this is a redo of their. Uh, they did a third party uh, double cross, aka Twinferno, aka that one monster bot guy who was a dragon with two heads. <laughs> oh, okay. They did. They did a redo of that as Dragon Megatron as a reference to. That BotCon exclusive toy that was the R.I.D. Megatron toy redone as Dragon Megatron. I get this toy. This looks awesome. Oh, yeah, and it looks real cool. And it has those swords that are based on the ones that that toy came with because they were the ones that the R.I.D. Megatron one came with. And the wings are cool. I like the two-headed dragon. Yeah, it looks fucking cool. It's fucking Two headed dragon. I mean, yeah, Megatron. He's just got the one head, but it looks it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's a good different version of, of the. Yeah, so it's, just, it's just like a neat little. Oh, hey, we got this mold we can use. Let's use it for something cool. Yeah, it I looks, like the one picture with the where it shows the various heads you, that it comes with, and there's just a, a glaring Megatron face, purple glaring face with none of the helmet or anything, just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> I also like how it's just called the Red Dragon. <laughs> he is the uh, Red Dragon. Yeah, he is the Red Dragon. Very cool, and also yes, that his face, his disembodied faces. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it's just a nice little thing. Though that being said, if I was going to spend third-party levels of money on a on a Beast Wars Transmetal 2 Megatron, I'd wait to see what they end up doing with that other one that got announced by the Beast Gorilla people. Mm. They haven't shown mm. any models of no, it yet? No, no, still just the uh, teaser. Still just a teaser? Oh. oh. Great. And that's all the news. For- oh, I was sure, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, <laughs> all right. just easy, quick. I- wake up, Kendall. You can wake up from your nap now. <laughs> nope. There you are. <laughs> Rise and shine, sleepyhead. Okay, so we only got three questions to go, and I think we can get to the... Also Joel's uh, question. No, no, that is counting Joel's question. Oh, okay. So okay. I think we can get to the, the two rather quickly. Okay. Uh, especially if we actually remember want something. Um, so 
Ryan Butson uh, left us. Well, first he said, want to say, first off, I just want to express how much I enjoy the podcast and appreciate the time and energy you all put into it. And, then sec- and second, they're c- curious why you, uh, what, what we all think they are, why you all think they are called Maximals and Predacons if they are vehicles on Cybertron. I don't know. I wasn't a fan of that. (laughs) We spent a little bit of time talking about that. It's kind of weird or odd. Well, I mean, Um, I mean, there were the G1 Predacons. It's pretty easy to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. It really, like in some, some, like in some things, like they are, uh, like even the wiki mentions that there's multiple ways that they could have been referred to and stuff like that. Like how, uh, the Predacons actually did, did descend from the, the Predacons that uh, Razor Claw uh, led them all as as like a separate faction from the from the De- Decepticons. But they were still yeah, they like split off at some point. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. And, they... and another one actually same for the Maximals. They actually came from Fortress Maximus. Yeah, this first is, is Maximal was a cool lady named Maxima who was named in honor of Fortress Maximus. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So like that there works. there are there are other there are other things that don't specifically tie to m- mammals and pred and predators on and but there is the other thing is is that i think i mean maximal is just a word even without the animal or the yeah predicon yeah. though is very seems very kind of specific but it has the pre-established nature of it within the g1 fiction so it still works in my opinion so so i, I just want to throw out Yes, I've I've never thought of maximals as being specific to uh, to animals. I thought I always thought of maximals as uh, mammals. No, no, that's also what I thought. I I couldn't think of the word mammal, and then I thought of animal. Yeah, I mean, technically, kind of works both ways, really. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say but they are, are more still... than just mammals. They're also birds. Yeah, because yeah. there's also and some there are some fish characters and and yeah but that's you know that's well no no i'm just saying not like even in the toy line it wasn't just mammals i was gonna say just like how it wasn't just predators i don't think well maybe it was just predators for the predacons i'd have to look into it what you can't do you count ants as a predator i mean technically they are they're kind of more scavengers well i mean it depends on kind of seems Seems kind of yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. It was bugs. ironic considering that there was a a fire ant in the toy line named Scavenger. Hmm. That you mentioned that they were scavengers. Yeah, no, I I, I gotcha. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Rude. Where's this the deepest lore? <laughs> mm, uh, yes. So I move on to the next question then? Sure. sure. No, let's let's okay. dwell on this one a bit more. <laughs> so, uh, what is Cosplay is using? Which, by the way, when I saw this, I thought it was Ashley because they had this username for a while. But it's they're using the Fudge Cassidy uh, uh, username. <laughs> so, but it is it's what is Cosplay asks us if uh, if if you were putting to- together a heist team with uh, other audio entropy members, uh, who takes who would take each role? And you I know just wanna, done this one. I was I just like going to point out that uh, we did actually do a little bit there. Uh, Eric the Moon Rules asked us a similar a similar question, uh, just amongst us. Oh and, yes, uh, I believe oh. it was the bo- the Dark of the Moon bonus F when when we talked about yeah. it. So yeah. if you know people want to kind of hear their 
Uh, I, as as usual, when we get double questions or anything like that, I honestly just point them out just so people can hear them or if they want to recall them. Because yeah. I honestly, it all it usually changes from episode to episode. If you ask I remember, me, so and I wasn't on that episode. I remember enjoying listening to it because you guys said that I would be the face. Like multiple yeah. people yeah. said that, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> guys, oh, <laughs> thanks." But saying I'm charismatic. <laughs> well, you are. You cool. oh, so, but with this one, we're going with the entirety I, of the network. Yeah, the entirety of the network. Okay. Um, I, I honestly think Zach would be good for a dis- for some kind of distraction. Oh honestly. yeah, Zach absolutely would be good for distraction. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a perfect Wait, which Zach? There's multiple. I know. Uh, Zach, Prime. Zach. Yeah. Zach Prime. Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, whoa, you, you're going to disparage the, uh, freaking all along the Watchtower, Zach? No, now? of course. Well, no, we, we literally he's, referred to he's, Zach, that look, Zach as Zach yeah, Prime. Look, Zach, no, Zach all along the Watchtower, Zach is pre-crisis Zach. So, yeah. just, <laughs> well, he, he's, the thing is that Tears of Attitude is a founding podcast, so it's like, of course, he's the Zach comes first. I, I don't know. <laughs> Why you gotta be uh, Zach racist? It's, it's it's not like a it's not a comment on their characters. Just raking in the <laughs> oh, you're oh, you're company. saying that he's like the he's like the second class Predacon citizen to I'm other not. Zach's maxim- <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I know you're is, not. Is other Zach even on the network anymore? I'll only watch Towers on yes. break. <laughs> Look, don't be hate on all on the Watchtower. I'll beat you up. <laughs> Look, I That's dated somebody and we went says. on a break. I know what that means. <laughs> Listen, no, we are not talking about friends. <laughs> so no one told you life was going to okay. be this um, way. I've got a, I think I've got a pretty good choice for a face. Um, I th- I'm going to go with Luke for a face. Yeah, That's I was going to say Luke would yeah. be another charismatic front person. Yeah, I think Jubilee uh, would be pretty good as a face too. Yeah, I'm gonna say speaking of charisma. Yeah, um, I think Molly would be the strong woman. Yep, she's the enforcer. Yep. She's punches, tiny but powerful. Yeah, punches so much. <laughs> um, I think Eric would be a good plan. Like a butterfly, sting like a yeah. bee. Uh, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think- yeah, Eric. Def- I was gonna. If nobody else said Eric, I was gonna suggest him because he could use all of his pro editing skills to like oh, yeah. mess with the security yeah. footage. That's how that works. Yeah. Um... <laughs> well, I mean, he could also use his his myriad sound bites to like fuck up with shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just sound wave. Yeah, he's just, he, he has tiny little cassette boys inside him. <laughs> Uh, I was trying maybe to think he can of someone or, uh, who would be like a good stealth, like actual like stealth person. Would it would be you. You're the most stealthy. <laughs> but I'm also very big and lumbering. Yeah, yeah but, but you're, you're, like, so you're like Kellum from Fire. Yeah, Remember but this is not like... your real person. This is your podcast personality. Yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're like a uniponi. That makes you small. You're... you're... <laughs> I, I do think I do think that you are quiet and you did manage to infiltrate yourself into just about every single podcast on the network. So not yet. <laughs> well, I mean, not I mean, not now, on. like back when there were like five podcasts, you did <laughs> not now that there's 37. <laughs> well, I think you've been on Tell Your Prize yet, Jordan. So that's a um, else to try and get. Well, yeah, come on, Jordan. Uh, what's, the, what's the weight, huh? No. <laughs> uh, I was going to point out, it's really kind of hard to have a fetish when you're not very. 
You don't need to have a fetish to be on the show. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah. But yeah, Jordan, Fun before any of us, ponies. before any of us besides Greg were guesting on stuff, you were you were on Let's Place and Teenagers with Attitude and all on the Watchtower. Mm-hmm. The Lost episode. Yes. <laughs> I still true. feel bad about that one. It got retconned yeah. out of continuity by Super by Superboy Prime. Y'all should just record another one. Yeah. I. I I'd have to ask if that's what they would like to do. I mean, I honestly wouldn't mind, but I think they, I think they honestly are trying to use what they have for it. So, mm-hmm. you know, well, or mind them because it's been a while. Oh, yeah. it, <laughs> I, I think uh, I'm trying to remember good. I know a, an episode, like it was a while ago. They did. They did point it out that they are still working on it. So it's not that they completely forgot about it. Obviously. Got you. No, Got no. You. <laughs> Okay. Don't worry, I'll remind them for you because you're too scared to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, let's get let's get moving to that third question. All right, so uh, Joel, you know, uh, at the time he was Gamera Obscura, I forget what he is. It like Turtle Kaiju now because of the Halloween. Uh, I mean, both are references be... to Gamera. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, the user handle is uh, at Tabletop Gamera. Asks us, with the benefit of of hindsight and 20 years of progress, what would you have done differently with the series? Waited 20 years? (laughs) (laughs) But not waited, like, 10 years, because then we would have ended up with the animation quality of uh, Theft of the Golden Disc. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, I wouldn't... I wouldn't I, change much. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think it looks good the way it is. Um, oh no, yeah. So physically, I would, I would, it's fine. Yeah. I, would, yeah. I, I, th- I was thinking it more as a plot thing. Yeah, oh, okay. I think there's. I think there's parts of season two and three that would have benefit if they actually had a longer season. Yeah. Instead of trying to put it, cram everything into it, or like even just structured differently. Yeah. Where they where they would do more like they did with season one, where they kind of like had more character focus, or 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 if they at least if uh did a better like a slower uh build up to the to the overarching plots like with the aliens or any or the or that the arc was there and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. uh, uh, season three especially feels very rushed. Yeah, and yeah. it does. I almost and, wish that they would have just taken maybe a few aspects of season three and like inserted those into season two and then just done a season one length season two with like a couple aspects of season three, but just stretched out more season two stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only other thing I would kind of would want to, sh- and I'm not sure how it would be done, but there are some, some things like there, like what happened, like what the whole thing with Tiger Hawk, for example. Oh, I have a, I have a thing I'm going to go and, and and just with Tigertron and Air Razor in general, like I like the idea of the show having f- a f- like a very small cast because, they, but they they were limited at the time because of uh, animation budget and stuff like that. But it also gave some really you know great character driven episodes. Yeah. Uh, it would have been nice that instead of having to like at the end of the uh, season like you know leave it hanging who's you know who was going to be around or anything like that they would have tried to like push to let to keep keep them around like uh you know some like i know hasbro kind of like was like oh we want to have you know have references to the toys and that but i i kind of wish that there was they had the 
freedom to at times be able to completely dis you know disassociate themselves like that like they could have told the story they wanted without having to uh sell toys at times yeah mm-hmm. i had two yeah. things and i forgot one of them oh, well, while you think of it let me talk about the tiger hawk conundrum mm-hmm. okay first off obviously just get rid of the whole tiger hawk thing entirely <laughs> Mm-hmm. Fuck Tiger Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of that, I would actually do something similar but different. First off, I don't know if I would have. I mean, in the ideal in an ideal world, they would have the budget to do another model, and they could have just made Ares or a Transmetal Two because she had a Transmetal Two toy. Yeah, yeah that's true. It was a cool toy. It was a cool toy. So that would have been nice. So have her do that, and then instead of getting rid of both of them. Have the Vok only take Tigatron. And then mm-hmm. later... Okay. And then this will actually solve another thing I want to talk about. Then later, instead of having Cheetor go to Transmetal 2, have the Vok send Tigatron back in a new Transmetal 2 body and have that toy be for Tigatron. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Kind of more- and he's this feral beast doing their bidding. and then But then Airazor breaks through to him and then gets back his old self. That's that's cool. actually kind that of a cool been idea. A pretty cool idea. And then Megatron sees this new Transmetal Two form and reverse engineers the technology from that to make Dinobot Two. Yeah. Hmm. And so we have, a, we have an explanation where the hell that came from. Yeah. Okay. That sounds. No, I like that. I like all of that. Mm-hmm. And so um, we don't kill off Airazor needlessly, and also yeah. it gives a nice like character arc to both characters. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, I would have liked to have seen. Uh, I would have liked to have seen an episode in season one where it was sort of like a a situation where Black Arachnia and Air Razor were for some reason. I almost stuck happened. You mean the, in a you situation? Mean, you wanted the you wanted the 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 bitch wars episode that <laughs> no. was canceled. No. What I wanted was I wanted them thrown into a situation where neither of them could could run away and they had to work together sort of like what we got with Silverbolt and Black Arachnia. Isn't I wanted something similar to that with you're Black right, that Arachnia. Would be better Isn't that what that episode was? Isn't that what the canceled <laughs> no, episode it, was? I think the the that one which they really should have thought of a better in-house name for it. Uh, <laughs> uh, God. But the idea was that basically they actually were kind of just like respectively like kind of like you know mad at the the other guys and like went off and then they kind of ran into each other mm-hmm. and started fighting each other first i forget if it uh I, i'd have to then look i think the they game. had a girls night out well i yeah, mean like, i mean they would in the episode that greg described they would have had to fight themselves fight each other before they teamed up and That's, had some had some had some titular bitch wars because well good job, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even had like some sort of titular bitch where I would have had it where they, <laughs> where they would have been, where they would have Can been that be face, the title of facing this episode, off. Some kind of titular bitch war. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know if we can get that in the nah, title. Nah, I don't think. Uh, I um, know. I knew it I, wouldn't actually happen. That's why I said, oh, hey, can we name this episode this? Because <laughs> as we I all like, know. I already decided that the second part face, of this is going to be called. I don't remember what the first part of this episode was called. Part two. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, anyway. 
as yeah, we well, all know, if anybody ever suggests a title for a podcast in a podcast, it never ends up being the actual title of the episode. <laughs> yeah. well, that's not true. You so, so some, so I sort of agree with what Jordan said. Um, I would have the biggest things because obviously there's a million things I would change, but the biggest things, uh, like would be the big picture stuff. First of all, I would keep it to a smaller cast. I wouldn't arbitrarily kill off people like they did in season two. Except uh, for Scorponok, he can go. <laughs> no, even Scorponok like deserved a a real death at least. But uh, I mean, he deserved a better death. I mean, but I'm fine with him dying. <laughs> even if because because the thing is. All these characters, if they, I mean, first of all, well, if I really had control, I would just throw out transmetals, period. Because I think the transmetal designs really, especially after rewatching season one episodes, there's not a single transmetal design that's better than the original. I mean, just, you can't name a single one. The only one, because the only ones that even look decent only look decent because they didn't change them very much. Tarantulas is a better design. Oh, I think Tarantulas looks better too. I think Cheetor. Um, looks more like his toy, so it's kind of better in that regard. Um, well, but his toy looks worse. His toy looks great. It looks way better than a cheetah toy, which doesn't yeah. look like a cheetah. It's this like big giant buff thing that's not a cheetah. Like in like the toy for so Chino, make a, looks exactly like the toy for them. So make a better cheetah. Make a better cheetah, or make or, a better cheetah. Like like like. <laughs> In the next, you know, because obviously you can't make a better cheetah. Because obviously they're gonna which ones we liked more. Are we answering? I don't know what you want us to say. I'm I'm just telling you, you're wrong. Is all. But I was gonna say. Well, I don't agree with you, so you're wrong. There you go. (laughs) Rat trap could go either way. I like the trans metal design, but I mean, they're they're pretty equivalent. I I I was gonna say if you build a better cheetor, rat trap will beat down your door. (laughs) But. So, so, but my point, but like, what I, what I would say is, yeah, Anyways, if they, they want to make more toys, going to make. they yes. want to make more toys the next, you know, the next, the next year or whatever. Cause I have all, at this point we have full creative control of Beast Wars with yeah. hindsight and all that crap. Uh, you know, they want to make new toys. I would, I would, uh, definitely redesign, like redesign Cheetor to be a, to be another version of a cheetah. But he's still a cheetah, and he. But he's just he's like still a cheetah. He's just better, and you you put the commercial, and you're like, it's a better cheetor, and they're like, <laughs> and now with you know now with two gut guns or or you know or some something like that, you, you know. And I mean, kids will still buy it. I mean, just just as well, much. I mean, the the trans metal gimmick was it, it took away from it took away from the story. Holy monster. I mean, that's just, you know, that so subtle, more subtle changes. If you can't, if you can't get rid of transmetals entirely, um, if you have to, if we're saying we just, just creative control over the show and not over the, uh, the toys. I mean, all the characters, Ares are got a transmetal version. T- Dinobot has a transmetal version. Scorponok has a transmetal. Like Dinobot all the, didn't. just Dinobot, just, uh, the transmetal too. Well, for the most part, for the most part, I know it's got a transmetal version, but he didn't get one on the show. Right, was- right. I mean, for the most part, enough of the characters had transmetal versions that you could they could have stuck with the core characters and had fewer characters Re- die and introduce Re- new because- character kind of thing. So you could have 
you could have built off the character development that was already established if they didn't have as much time in seasons two and three. And then like fewer, you know, fewer arcs. And just like, I mean, season three, the biggest thing, like season three, they, they did an entire episode every time a character got at least an entire episode, sometimes a two episode part thing, uh, where every time a character got an upgrade or, um, every time a new character was introduced and b- between that, there were six between the characters, new characters introduced and characters that were featured as upgraded in an episode. There were six episodes. That's half the season was just mm-hmm. introducing new costumes. Yeah. Which yeah. is, which is really which is a problem. Yeah. That's really bad. Especially if you have way too many intertwining you got all these dangling plots. plot threads and you're introducing more. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, if they could have just, if they could have just kept, you know, kept to a core of, of about five Maximals and five Predacons and, you know, I mean, have maybe have occasional deaths, maybe have like one or two deaths a season, but not like freaking half the cast. Yeah. The way they did. And it, it just, yeah. I think in one way they could have, I mean, obviously this isn't how the toy line worked, but I almost wish it had been like season two was the transmetal season. But then have season three just have some maybe have that be the Fusor season and just not have Transmetal two. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. I, I the toy like line the Fusors stuff, just they they bought in two Fusors and did almost nothing like with that whole thing. It's like if you're gonna bring in Fusor characters, bring in some fucking Fusor characters. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I know, I know. We had the problem of too many new characters, but like. That's what I'm saying is dedicate season three to that thing instead uh-huh. of taking these characters who already had the transmetal upgrade. Oh, they got another upgrade. Yeah. I Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would have made, just made the show better, basically. Also, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like made it. See, I don't know. I don't know where the balance between like serious stuff and comedic cartoony stuff is. But yeah, they really needed more quote unquote filler episodes for the, the second. Y- and third yeah, there season. just wasn't. Yeah, the second and third mm. season just didn't have enough levity. It needed it needed more breathing room, is mm. what it needed. It was season one had that real nice breathing room advantage. And it just, yeah. I, I mean, season one just like they're they're not. I mean, season one it was like we're marooned on this island. I mean, it's a planet, oh. but it's an island with this, this other faction. You know, it's our little <laughs> faction is here and their little faction is there. We're fighting, but we're also trying to leave the planet. That's a really interesting story. And then there's also this mysterious alien thing. But then they, I, I think they use they them They never too go much. anywhere with the Bach. It's really disappointing. Yeah. yeah. They, it's like, it's simultaneously, they use them too much and they don't finish They're it. Too much and not enough. It is a contradiction, yeah. but it is a true contradiction. Yeah. And the fucking Vox design i would i would have like hired some like some sixth grader to design the voc and it would be better than that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah i was gonna say that um i would have if i was i would have like put like um i would have made it so there was less story to tell in three if you're gonna make them these shorter seasons you should like you said you shouldn't have you shouldn't have so many episodes introducing these new characters like tiger hawk gets introduced and then gets killed like two episodes later like yeah just uh, fuck tiger hawk tiger hawk sucks in general but like i'm just using as an illustration of like like like, with cheetor's transmetal goes transmetal too but he he could have he could they could have done at the beginning of the of the season 
had mm-hmm. some kind of thing that made everyone change who was going to change change yeah. instead of dragging it out the whole season. As much as I liked Pharaoh's Scream, it could have been like two, a time warp thing because of all the time bullshit. Sure, like it, it could have been any other reason, and then they would have had more time to like actually do these stories they wanted to do rather than just introducing all this new shit all the time. Yeah, I mean to, the depth charge arc really didn't have like they really they they clearly wanted to do a cool arc with death depth charge and and uh, rampage, and it just didn't have time. Room. Yeah, it just didn't have time for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I would have given the show more time in the seasons, and I would have, you know, made it so that the, the, the plot lines actually pay off. And yeah, keep Air Razor in more girls, please. That's just a general thing. No, yeah, <laughs> I would have, I would have made fucking Depth Charge a girl. Depth Charge is a girl. That would have been cool. Well, De- yeah. we talked yeah. about it. Like they should have yeah. used the you had had bla- Transmetal Two Black Arachnia be another just another female mm-hmm. character. The problem is we have two, two spiders on the show. Yeah, I, I, I spiders. don't. You don't have as many yeah, spiders as you want. I, I want less, less spiders, spiders all the way down. Oh yeah, I forgot you hate <laughs> spiders. Not a fan. <laughs> I mean, there was like other freaking uh, more ladies, please. Yes. You also want to kill done. off half of your women in the web spinner spiders? So still one of my favorite like, uh, card in Hearthstone, though. I, I hear the show I know. was like. You know, Hearthstone is blasphemous to talk about, but uh, <laughs> I still love like some of the stuff behind the web spinner where like it dies and then it just springs out two more spiders. And they're, they later they later added a card called Ball of Spiders, which basically just summons six web spinners. So now you've got like six things that will just constantly uh, spit out more uh, animal Are cards. Are you just for trying it. to give Emily nightmares? I'm I'm just a little bit like I'm just waiting here to like. So I can talk again in my part and not get interrupted by other people. But sure. <laughs> Anyways, please continue. Em. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Oh, now, talking, but about, I'm sorry. talking about how freaking killing off half the women and yeah, uh, Tigerhawk sucks. And oh yeah, I was gonna say that I was gonna say that like <laughs> the, the creators of the show, like like they're the ones who got Airazer to be a girl in the first place. Yeah, that they have his girl on the show. Which and just get, for them, but and then they just get rid of her. It's yeah. like okay, cool. Like you guys recognized that there was this like spot you needed to fill and, and fix, but then you just didn't. You just forgot that you needed to fix that, and yeah. Um, and I yeah, I don't think I don't think making Black Rackley as trans metal design another character would have been would have been good myself. But making Tip Charge of Girl would have been cool. Yeah. yeah. That's- Cool mm. badass girl who's hunting down and trying to kill evil Hannibal Lecter man. Well, I mean, or at least, or give, or give uh, a good design because also Death Charge's design was awful. I like Death Charge's design. <laughs> I'm neither here nor there on Death Charge's design. I could, I would. There were there were other toys they could have done. And I would have been okay with it. His face reminds me of Soldier Seventy Six, and I like it. Yeah, like yeah, like <laughs> de- like I oh. said. I think I said this in the episode. When I saw a commercial for the Depth Charge toy, I was like, I am too old for Beast Wars now. <laughs> You're never too old for Beast Wars. This podcast is proof. Well, yeah, I, that's true. It's just that Depth Charge's design was so bad that I was like, I don't like this. And I should like Beast Wars if I'm the correct age for Beast Wars. But I don't. So I must be the I, the problem must be with me, not with this all utterly awful design. Jeez. Oh, I think I'm going to put a cap in, in this question here because um, we got to. 
Oh, uh, just bed, two I more think. two more minor details. I would have kept Dragon Megatron purple. I think he's cooler as purple. Yeah, a purple uh, yeah. dragon would. Mm-hmm. And also, this is more of a toy thing than a story thing. But I think Optimal Optimus should have just been a triple changer, either just the jet mode or the truck mode. Having all four modes makes both the jet mode and the truck mode completely incoherent. Yeah. If you just stuck to three modes, they could have made that one of the vehicle modes w- more coherent and it would have been a better. It would have been. Design. Yeah, I, I agree. It would have been yeah. nice if Optimal Optimus was able to transform. <laughs> anyway, with that being said, that is the end of the question segment. Uh, plugs. Does anybody have anything they want to plug this week? Clearly, uh, we all want to put a plug into Beast Wars because we all hate it now. No, I like these tours. No, I'm just, I'm, I am just kidding. It is a good show, and we all love it. Um, I'm but pretty sure if you love something, doesn't mean you can't also be critical of it. Important Ooh. life lesson. That is true. So I think either the next, basically the next week. So after you hear this, starting on Monday, I'll be on Alphabet Flight. Nice. Uh, so yeah, congratulations. <laughs> so that that's going to be fun. Uh, but you know, Do you know uh, what characters you're doing. Uh, one of them's an Eternal, and that oh. really got Jesse mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's not even an Eternal that that is any like remarkably known. Oh, geez. he doesn't like Eternals. No, he hates the Eternals. Uh, the the Eternals were basically Kirby to him were Kirby's attempt at trying to do fourth fourth planet or was fourth, fourth world. world. For for planet the off brand fourth world <laughs> for for Marvel okay and so some of the things like you know when they used when he used them and stuff like that you know might, might have been fine and all that but ever since then they've kind of just been like very I guess broad brush kind of like characters Boy, that mm. I don't know I've read the um the only Eternals I ever read was the Neil Gaiman series from like 2007 yeah. and I really I mean, liked the, it but I don't remember well, I it. mean that's one series out of a yeah gigantic backlog and also this is really with the like this is a this is a book from the 80s that it's going through so you know okay yeah but yeah so way before any old game entry (laughs) so other than that um i guess we uh i don't know if uh greg was going to point out but i was going to remind folks that we were going to do an audio entropy like jackbox special on the uh october 21st Yeah, we got we got an ad yep. for that. that, that might yeah, there was an ad in yep. the episode. It was in the last, last week. Episode. Was, yes. Oh, I didn't know. I because I'm still I'm uh, like an episode behind on audio entropy stuff. Episode mm-hmm. behind oh. on your own podcast. Yeah. I, I listen to their own podcast. I got. I was so, gonna say I, I don't listen up to any so podcast I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do because sometimes my mind wanders and I want to know what it was said while I was. Off of, like looking at a web page <laughs> or something. <laughs> I used to listen to our episodes, but I stopped. <laughs> I can't stand the sound of my own. Voice. I I usually listen. Mm-hmm. I I only listen if I feel like I was an idiot. So well, I listen, listen every occasionally. Episode. Oh, uh, also I'll be on another episode Harsh. of of. Uh, oh, come I've on, made it. nobody's digging my sick burns. Let it's, Jordan finish it's, it's an acceptable <laughs> burn. I I respect your burn, Casey. <laughs> Thank you. It's like it's like least, not quite second degree. At least somebody <laughs> respects my brand. Anyways, go on, Jordan. We all love you. Uh, so I'm also going to be on another episode of I Made a Huge Mistake. Uh, this time, uh, talking about the Lucille episode Queen Bee. Oh, nice. Yeah, 
that's the one where uh, she basically makes an alliance with uh, China Garden's mother, Olive, or uh, Aunt Olive. Oh, okay. I don't, cool. I don't remember much about the fourth season. I didn't make it all the way through. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand. That was a, some, that was it was, it was a, The fourth season has such a tonal shift that I can understand some people would, would have not, li- you know, like after only like one or two episodes would have been. Like, I got like uh, halfway through. I mean, the. But, yeah. But there, it is a season that is definitely one of those things where it's definitely made for binging. Like it is, if you're going to watch the fourth season of uh, of Arrested Development, it's best to watch it in like either in chunks it over like uh, a couple of days instead of like waiting a week a thing like uh, like it was when it was on TV on a normal. I mean, I uh, never ever watched the original show on TV. It was always yeah, yeah. I got. I was gonna say, I mean, like a lot of people who watched it after it got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, your I fault, was, Casey. I, binge- <laughs> I was like a wee bab or whatever. I don't know. I was like a kid. I was too young for that show, probably. Anyway. Um, Anyways, MG- but yeah, as I oh. was saying. Um, M, do you have anything you would like to plug? Uh, yeah, you can catch my artwork on dangerchair.tumblr.com. And my Twitter is. Good art. At- Thank you. And my Twitter is at this is Emerald. Um, and I also have Instagram this is Emerald as well as YouTube and Twitch. Um, I'm also on a ton of other stuff, but <laughs> other audio HP stuff. Oh yeah. Um, you can get me on in my new podcast, The Pursuit of Passions, where I interview people about their passions. You can catch me on Home for Minute Losers, which is a Dragon Ball Z rewatch podcast with my boyfriend Luke. And then you can also catch me on. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Your boyfriend say, the way Luke? you said that made it sound yeah. like you said your boyfriend Luke. I said boyfriend and Luke. Yeah, I know. Oh. I know. The, the and did not make that, it into yeah. the microphone. Yeah. It was very. I, oh well, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's that's really awkward. Can you just edit this into it, Kate? Okay, okay, Greg, edit this yes. part and put it there. Okay. With yeah. my boyfriend. And Luke. Okay. Okay, now put that there. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I like how when you said my new podcast, I wasn't sure which one you were going to say first. I mean, like, Hover Losers has two episodes recorded, so I feel like... Yeah, but you were only on one of them. That's true. But yeah, Pacific Passion only has the one app, so it's like kind of... Yeah, yeah. And a a podcast with two episodes is not... (laughs) Anywho, um... And also, I'm also on like a lot of episodes of Teenagers of Attitude. Yeah. <laughs> so Favorite catch those podcasts. Member of TWA. <laughs> Kendall, how about yeah, you? Yeah, I wormed okay. my way in. So um, <laughs> you might want to edit this part out too. I actually made a commercial for uh for waiting here for every man. Can you put it on the at the end of the episode? Sure. Okay. No. Oh, I can um, put it in the break if you want, or in the break or whatever. I, where somewhere put it somewhere so <laughs> I can feel like it was good that I made it. Uh, so my my or you can leave that in. Actually, that's probably fine. <laughs> okay. Um. So my uh my my new podcast, which uh I'll be posting episode six this week, and it's still a new podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh is called Waiting Here for Every Band. It is me interviewing uh normal people about the music in their life. Uh, this week's episode, I interviewed, uh, my friend Ben Ebel, uh, and also uh, he, he does community choir and, uh, worked with the OSU marching band in college. Uh, also, uh, assuming I do it, uh, I'm going to have a little, 
a little bit about Tom Petty at the beginning because he did uh, pass away uh, today as we're oh, recording. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Unfortunately. Okay. Um, hey, Casey. Casey. Your turn. Oh, yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Lady K Hirsch. You can find me on Tumblr, uh, cutestprincess.tumblr.com. I might be making a podcast soon. I've got the idea Yay. down. I just need to wrangle in some people. Yeah. I got like one or two people who were, were who've given me some like, oh yeah, maybe. Just <laughs> record the first episode by yourself. Figure out figure out like how to run the software and e- upload it and set up an RSS feed and stuff. And then uh, and then people will listen to it and they'll be like, I want to be on a podcast. And then they'll. No, I am not doing this. Just, I'm just, not taking all commers. I that's not what I mean. I mean, I'm just saying, like, like I would encourage you to if you're if you're struggling with getting people to actually oh no, join the in, problem isn't getting other people to join, and it's me also actually like nailing down. Hey, for for sure, gonna do this. <laughs> well, then just do it. Be like Nike. No, I know. No, I know the podcast advice. I listen to Audio Entropy. <laughs> I'm not speaking to you directly, Casey. I'm speaking to all of the proxies that are listening I just, out there. I just like have been kind of busy with work lately, and once things die down a bit, it, I'll get. I'll actually like have time to sit down and do it. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I also wanted to just plug this uh, wonderful podcast. Uh, you might have heard of it. It's called War and Beast. It has these four great people on it oh, who are all wonderful. <laughs> Oh, well, we appreciate it. Anyways, um, that's that's enough me being sappy. I was <laughs> sappy enough last week when I wasn't even here. Um, as always, feel, you can find us and a score of other podcasts on AudioEntropy.com. Uh, TWA, Pursuit of Passions, the aforementioned All on the Watchtower, Inside the Master Studio. That oh my god, there's I'm I think I've hit maybe ten percent. Totally surprised. Yeah, there's there's just way too many now. Uh, I already said uh, in pursuit of passions. Yeah. Um, Garbage dump. <laughs> yeah. If um Last if you like place. if you've liked what you've heard with us or any other podcast, um, feel free to hit up the donate link on audioentropy.com. All the funds from that go just to maintaining the site. So none of us get any money. It 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 uh it does help out Joel though. Uh he has been kind enough to to run uh the website for the past couple of years and and he, every little bit helps. So if you feel free to do that, please feel free to do so. And you also oh. get a chance to shout out which show you're donating in you know, the name of, I suppose you can say as well. Not to go so. back to me, but I thought of something else to plug because I forgot I was on an episode of another podcast, Russell Place, done by cool. uh, Discord, uh, Audio Entropy Discord user Frankie Extra. Cool dude. Cool. Who, doing a, nice. a Let's Place send up about wrestlers. Oh. Oh, I was wondering. I was wondering. So is this, yeah. is this a new genre? <laughs> yes. It's Let's Place, but with wrestlers, specifically. It is not about enti- person's entire wrestling career. It is about whatever specific persona. So, i.e., like, uh, you know, if somebody was, like, uh, using a mask and assuming a mask identity for a while, that would be a different character than, say, the, what they were afterwards or before. Cool. So, Anyways, Casey, when are also, we starting Poke a Place? 
Poker place. Yes. We're oh my God. We are not getting into this. We have to close out this show. <laughs> also, Greg was too bashful to mention it, but he was in an episode two, I guess. Of, wait, what of what show? Russell place. I think. <laughs> was it the other what? Greg? There's another Greg. I going think around. it might've been the other Greg. There's another Greg in here. Well, the not, Greg not that, here, here. No, no, there's a Greg in this chat that said me too. So I assume they meant Russell place. Oh, uh, no, no that, that's needing to use the washroom. <laughs> oh, I did not see the message above it. I'm so no. sorry. All our <laughs> secrets laid. All right, I've been so Kendall. Sorry, I didn't see that first message. I thought you were just saying you were on. No, 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 no. I was like, wait, I was? I've now been I'm Kendall. you both from using the washroom. I feel so bad. I've been Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Casey. Wait, we're oh going out of order. Are we seriously doing this? You're so out of order. I've been Greg. <laughs> I've been Emily. And I've been Jordan. Oh, uh, let's roll, folks. Oh, sweet boy. Sweet boy, Jordan. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. 